0: Welcome back to another episode of Laugh Your Way to the Top. Um, Once again, I'm Austin Fain, your host. Um, We don't have any sponsors still. If you guys want to sponsor us, I don't care if it's a competitor or whatever, if you're a clothing brand or whatever. If you guys sponsor us, we'll put you in there. It's still sponsored by Perfect Steel Solutions because I own it. Um, But as soon as we get some sponsors, maybe Burger King send me a $15 gift card. Burger King sponsor it. I don't care. Um today we have a really exciting guest, um one of my best friends, and uh, we've been we've been we've been dabbling together and doing some stuff, and we really enjoy each other because uh, we kind of come from a similar background, similar upbringing, similar start to business. Um, and he's just someone that, so third party that I can always like rely on and talk to where it's kind of like a therapist only for business. And uh, we've had a lot of fun over the years. He's seen me from uh, when I didn't have no job and then living in a trailer inside of here and then to now. Um, so it's been kind of fun to see him and uh, and he doesn't take himself too seriously, although he's well respected in the many fields that he participates in. Um, his name is Shane.
1: Hey, guys. Luigi. What's up? Thanks, buddy. <laughs>
0: no problem, buddy. That
1: was a hell of an intro. I, tr-
0: I try. The voice carries, so it's kind of easy us for, you know, because we have deeper voices. Yeah. So, it, like, people are like, man, it does sound good. And I'm yeah. like, that's the only winning thing that I have. When I feel comfortable enough, I want to do one where it's like a Ben Shapiro where I'm just sitting behind a desk and I can just, like, riff for oh, an yeah, hour. Yeah. But that's so far away. Like, I just can't carry a conversation by myself to no one. I have to have something to play off yeah,
1: of. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, who – like, as as you kind of said it in the intro, too, it's like as someone that doesn't take themselves, like, super seriously, it's like who gives a shit about what I'm talking about on there anyways. Yeah,
0: you're one of the biggest examples of, like, uh, when I – I've had a bunch of these episodes where they're like, well, you can't let people do this, and what if they talk about this, and blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's a pride thing, talking – once you lose pride you can be so much more successful once you don't care about like how you look act or what people say about you like you're so free to do whatever you want and make yeah. decisions and be whoever you want to be and that's way more
1: magnetizing to people than being like kind of sheep you know what i mean well, dude, i had a i had a guy once asked me he goes uh he goes uh so you own this company and you do this and you do that and i was like yeah 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 he goes why don't you, like, wear, like, a suit or something to work? Like, why do you just wear shorts and a golf shirt? And I was like, uh, I don't know. It's a yeah. great question. And I brought it up. <laughs> I brought it up to one of my mentors one time. And I said, like, I just told him, I was like, this is what they said. He goes, tell him next time someone says that to you. He said, tell them uh you don't need to wear a suit because the people that you work for wear suits. Ooh. And I was like, "Fuck, dude!" That'd be totally cool to say that in the moment. Like, dude, man. Yeah. I'm like, I I should tell that story in the future, and then say I actually said that. Yeah, and it would be a lot cooler story. I hope
0: this doesn't take off then, because then people will be able to fact check it. If this still is a dying media for me, then you'll be fine with telling that story. (laughs) But um, no, it's all good. uh, The yeah, but we have such a like. I just can't. I had uh, my trainer on here. A couple episodes ago. Somebody threw me that. You have course. lighter and cutter oh and God, everything. Yeah, man, I got man, you.
1: Man. You're the man. Right. I,
0: oh, dude. Little Presidentes. You yeah, know? dude. These are beautiful. Yeah, stars. dude. They're nice. Um, was a gift from, I think, my banker, I think. Or maybe Rudy's actually got me these in town.
1: Yeah, Rudy comes up to me the other day. And he goes, Did he tell you this? No. He goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Try to do my Rudy first. <laughs> you can't do it. Hey, uh, Austin Fane, six boxes a month. And I'm like, and by the way, my Rudy is like some old New Yorker. Yeah, and I was like, Almost "What Boston are you?" I go, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "You better catch up, Austin. Phase wide six boxes a month or something." It's
0: because they bring them to my factory, set them on my desk, and automatically charge my credit card. Okay? I told Rudy,
1: he's "Like, I was like, I'm not doing it." And you're lucky you even get me to pay the bill, right? Once a year, <laughs> yeah. So be happy. Yeah,
0: I barely every year that uh, there's a. Uh, cigar place here in fort wayne um that we frequented a bunch back in the day i mean like we had second offices there pretty much yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. as time goes on you make your space wherever you are whether it's home or work more comfortable to where you have maybe a little smoke spot kind of like this or something right. or uh you have outside patio at one point uh i don't know if you still well, do you got the
1: rooftop you got the, the office, rooftop yeah. and so
0: like you don't need to go downtown and fight the traffic and go buy high price cigars when you got booze and cigars at your
1: well my wife asked me before she goes do you need any more other places to just sit around and i was like that's because that's like that's like the biggest annoyance too about like buying like late cottages and shit mm-hmm. like at the end of the day they're the biggest one they're for the kids 100 percent. that's like the only reason i could even fathom yeah. shane's students. a fun dad Like, all right, kids, this is why we did it. Besides that, there's no reason. Everything breaks. You're taking care of two homes. It makes no sense. Plus. They're not extremely
0: well built either.
1: And at at the end of the day, they're literally just places to sit around. And my wife, when she said it to me, I was like, dude, that's kind of like eye opening. Yeah. But you're not going to stop well, it's just funny. Like, you want the rooftop at the office. That's for like recruiting. But like, also, you can talk President's yourself into all this shit and just, dude, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, oh, well, you know, I did this and you can validate it all. It's, this is an old sales tactic too. It's like the child, parent, adult, right? So people mm. buy things as a child and then they validate it as an adult, right? And so it'd be like you being like, oh, you know, I think I need a, I need, I need a Porsche. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, you know sundays Thank would God be great me and the wife bushes. me and the wife could ride the take the take it for a drive. you're like randomly validating yeah, the stupid right. child decision
0: like i had this happen to me the other day i had been gone with uh my parents bought some property in georgia oh yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i'd love to take you there you and the wife and and stuff it'd be awesome four-wheelers all that kind of stuff but i was gone for like a week and a half um we drove it was um uh, for my birthday um, and we drove $1,600 cars or less and they had to be older than 1990. And so we drove these F one fifties trooper and Bob, blah, blah. it'll be in a later episode where I'll make like a top gear episode of that. And we traveled in these terrible cars that had 300,000 plus miles all the way there. They all broke down except for one. It was crazy. Um, but I was gone for a long time. Then I spent a week there. And when I got back, um, which is, this has never happened when I got back, I was pulling into my house and I'm like, holy shit. This place is nice. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I have never had this respect for my house before. I'm like, this is a cool spot. Like I was just like, like
1: being in the shit for a long time. It was
0: weird. It was and it wasn't like I was staying in squalor or anything like that, but it was like, I don't know. I just you don't care about your house. You know, we don't care about the we care about the trucks for literally a month, the things that we drive. Like, I remember when you got your new truck, you're like, oh, dude, this thing is a beast. And I'm like, "Well," And then afterwards, it's like trashed after three months. It's got a bunch of wrappers and cigar boxes thrown about and everything like that. <laughs> and, like then, and, and then it goes right away. At. Like, same thing with the house. Like, the house is super cool. as your outfit and making a home and everything. I've never had an appreciation for it at all. And then all of a sudden, I came home from this trip staying in nice property. But I was like, this spot is perfect. I was like,
1: I'm so glad I live here. Well, I think that's like, dude. Like, my uncle is a like hunts uh, up in Alaska by himself all the time, or he goes up with like guides and stuff by himself. Mm-hmm. He just he just texts me like moose or elk and stuff like that. Well, or? he had a bear tag. They had bear tags and moose tags up there, and he they got a moose. So he didn't get any bear while he was up there, but he always calls me or texts me when he gets out of the shit, and then it's still like another three days before we hear from him again because of the traveling. But he goes, I mean, I don't know, maybe six to eight times a year to these big wild hunts. That often? That often. And I think that a big part of that is because the appreciation that you have for the stupid shit yeah. when you get out of there is almost as cool as the thrill of the hunt itself sometimes. You know, my grandfather used to tell me that him and the, his group, they used to go up to British Columbia all the time to hunt. They would stop back, on their way back. They would have the plane stop at uh, the Sands Resort, which there's no the Sands isn't there anymore in Las Vegas. And they would like pamper themselves for a couple of days ah, after. That's a That's doing it right. I know. That's and I was that's more like, on my level. That's like the that type of appreciation, though. I think those are the type of things that are really important as a man to do things like that, mm-hmm. but also just as a human being. Yeah,
0: I remember you telling me like you were doing a deck at one point. Like you were, I built a deck by yeah, myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's not you. Anything that knows, if, if you look, if you come up to me and Shane on the streets,
1: there this, are no calluses on these hands. No,
0: they're just starting to be able to work out again, but they're very soft. They're very soft and uh, no no scarring, nothing like that. And so, like, I was really surprised that you would do something like that. Yeah. One, you don't like frustrations. And, like, that is just Yeah, I a want whole, things to be
1: very easy. Yeah. Yes.
0: You don't like frustrations. You don't care about problems, but if there's things that don't work out, you'll obsess and then you'll lose days and and nights so you know that's pretty cool that you did that i still never seen a picture of it but uh, i'll send a picture yeah
1: it's that was honestly like yeah that was a whole like can i do this thing
0: because it seems easy and hard at the same time it's very practical but then it's like what if i can't do it because there's people that do this for a living and if people do it for a living then it must be hard enough for regular people not to do
1: and you know what's funny too about that like I paid someone to install our fence, which is a much easier job than doing a deck. It would have saved me more money doing the fence. To to do the fence myself and do the deck and pay someone to do the deck. It was yeah. just I think it was just like I got obsessed with it and wanted to do it myself. And, you know, I, I got I scratched that itch, so I'm I'm over it. But yeah, I mean I tried it out. It was fine. That's time.
0: I remember um, you know, my parents, they have, you know, kind of joe rogan-esque money now um he just exited his company he's still a partner in some aspects but he still has me fly out to georgia to like do the security cameras and do that i was like dad you know there's people that will come in and do that stuff in like an hour he's like well i want you to set up the network and i want you because you're like a nerd and stuff i go dad i'm just it's just 2023. Like I, I just know. I how just I, know how to like yeah. generally work through life. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not that I know anything more than the next guy. It's just like if you were born after the 80s, like you're good. Like, and you're in the 80s, like you just figured out how to do stuff. And so I'm setting up these routers and stuff, and I'm like, almost like, why can't he? He? How did he build a multi-million dollar comp- million company, hundred million dollar company And like, he can't set up a network, you know? And I'm like, that's great. Dude can weld. Dude can do all that kind of stuff, drive whatever, you know, all that stuff. But I was like, it's just crazy I, that yeah, there's but one like thing certain I've learned, facets.
1: It's all about like, yeah, it's all about like the frustration level thing, right? So like that type of thing frustrates him where like a perfect weld doesn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like it just, it makes it easier and he trusts you, right? It's kind of funny. But like I, it's, it's hilarious too. Like for me, I would have been like, yeah, I could do that. And I would have went out there and then hired a crew To put it together and then just taking all of the glory of how great it was. Did you do Trex
0: or did you do wood?
1: I did wood because the my the dumbest thing ever. Have you ever tried to move a piece of trex by yourself? Mm -mm. It's like a rubber band. It's not stiff like a piece of wood. And I knew I was doing I was loading and unloading everything by myself. And I knew we're adding on to that, that other part of the house, anyways. So
0: so it can be semi-temporary-esque.
1: A, yeah, so I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot easier for me to just do this. And I had the the few moments I tried to move the treks before. Yeah, you're like, nah. Dude, it was absurd. For me, Literally, like, imagine it's 20 feet long, or 16 feet long, the treks was. So trying to move treks by yourself is like...
0: And I'm sure it's heavy,
1: too. It was awful, yeah. so it, it, it will change it all out. Well, but now cool. all the frames built, so it'll be easy. You, uh,
0: we talk about how busy we are all the time, yeah. and sometimes it goes to like those FFLs where like we feel pretty good, and then now I feel like the last couple uh, weeks you've just been swamped. Yeah, what's bugging you now? Because uh, I usually get text messages from Shane being like random times, but like eleven o'clock, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Yeah." actually I'm still working and then he'd be like me too
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh right now I'm there's like just like some efficiency things that I want to like be fixed on a few of the teams so just trying to create like videos and recordings and kind of like structure so that the smarter people can create like some really strong SOPs to help get some of the teams moving in a similar direction so that's where a lot of my time's going um there's just a lot going on with that and then you still have to like spend you know I still like try to allocate some time for the family yeah and you've
0: been doing a lot of stuff with the family I've been seeing I've been doing the errands stuff and uh yeah you know Weekends have Proud been pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, weekends
1: have been pretty solid. And I've been I've been playing golf on Fridays Good and then not on the weekends.
0: Good for you. Still Pine Valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I've been trying to do that, sneak out on Friday afternoon and then do that and then not play golf on the weekend. That
0: sleep in and then be with the family and yeah, do all that stuff. Yeah. Just spend the time with the fans. Yeah, that's
1: cool. Plus sports are starting. Oh
0: yeah. Do you understand? But they're all older girls, right? The only youngest is the son.
1: No, so Were we got playing? 11, 7, yeah. 4, and 1. So 11-year-old's in volleyball now, so that's busy. Oh, and then the 7-year-old will start to, like, follow her footsteps. So I think that's one of the funniest things, too, about, dude, being a dad, the sports, like, interactions with other parents and, like, interactions with, like, coaches. I find so much, like, moments to laugh in those it's wild dude people are weird weirdos. You think
0: like you think that you have those people at work that are like did you see the Chargers game last night did you see that they didn't cover the spread and they were up you know Bob three and Bob blah, blah someone did the over under on what that. people if your kids play sports are more involved in that and they talk like they're at a hockey game
1: yeah no dude, it's and we're watching and we're watching 11 year girls play volleyball right now
0: 10 year old soccer for Jimmy it it's nuts like they go they yell at the coaches directly. What you get up their ass, go fucking blah blah blah. And I'm like, really? Or the, travel or, soccer for ten year olds? Are we I, doing this? I went
1: to this is when I learned. I went to my niece's baseball game, and they were so mean to the umpires who are just, I mean, fifteen dollars a game or something. No, they're like not that. even it's real. Like, they're like uh, volunteer oh, okay. parents. Yeah, and like they will like fight them. Dude, it is fucking hilarious. There's so many aspects to it. I went to one of my kids' volleyball games. First of all, the gym was 170 degrees. Sweet. So it's good for people like us. Yeah, and you and it's three dollars to get in, <laughs> which is like the funniest <laughs> amount of money. Yeah. For me, right? It's I'm just like,
0: enough to keep like homeless people from like walking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's the only people that you're like keeping out.
1: Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> don't let me forget about homeless people. I want to talk about that too. That's another thing. So, oh yeah, dude. Cheers, man. Some little blatant's action here. Cheers, in these. buddy. Cheers. Mm. Okay. It's three dollars to get in. It's 170 degrees. Everyone's sweating their asses off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, where's the vending machine? I can get water. And they're like, we don't have vending machines. And I went to the I went to Walgreens and got like 50 waters. And then just brought waters back. I just handed waters out because it was so hot in there. And then to still get attitude from people. Like what? So I'm literally I'm not gonna say names. So I wish I, that you were like water, got your water uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you water yeah. You a thing, like yeah, the box. Like you yeah. have this thing. No, so I hand this person this uh, thing. So my kids' school had they don't have fifth grade volleyball, they have sixth grade volleyball. They mix them, yeah. So they play CYO other teams that have fifth graders. Okay. Okay. But they're sixth graders. But it's the B team, which my daughter's in, okay? So I'm handing this water to this lady, and she's like, she knows me. She goes, "Uh, your daughter's out there. How old is she? I said, she's in sixth grade. And she's like, she's in sixth grade? I was like, yeah. And they're like, we're fifth grade. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's the B team. It'll be fine. She's like, that's not fine. We cannot be playing sixth graders. And she throws the craziest fit about this. And I just want to be like, listen, bitch, give me this water back. Give me the water back. Yeah. <laughs> like what is your problem? Me have like, you who give cares? me this
0: design. Give me that Fiji back. You can have the Tasani bottle.
1: D- no, I yeah, it was it was like uh it was like Walgreens special like the when, you know when they like, wrapper already is coming Almost off the comes water off. bottle. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's, best. It, that's that, yeah. the best. That's the best. Okay, so homeless people. Like wow,
0: how do they even make it so thin it barely holds the water in? Oh yeah, the plastic. It's the cheapest
1: stuff ever. So Here's my thing. Have you I it's a comedian, it's not my joke, but I heard a joke, um, which was
0: We're both big into comedy.
1: Yeah. Uh he said um he said that uh mass the mass shootings mm-hmm. are being pushed by an agenda that it's all under our noses and it's big candle. He's saying big candle. Like, the candle industry is pushing the mass shootings. Why? Because what oh, have
0: happen- so the fucking <laughs> vigils and stuff yes, like Yes, the vigils it? after. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so I thought it was so fucking good. I was like, dude, that is a genius joke. And it made me think of uh, homelessness as being pushed by big plastic bag. I do. We have in a lot of plastic. Dude, they love plastic bags. And then the most magical thing happened to me the other day. I had a, uh, one of the people from work with me were out to lunch at Proximo. She's back, her back is to the street. And I see this dude homeless dude walking mm-hmm. and he's got two of like those milk jugs. You'd see like you put them upside down into the machine and he's carrying two of them empty. And I got to say to this person, which how many times in the, in our lifetime do we get to do this? I get to say, don't look now, but I have the biggest set of jugs I've ever seen yeah. right behind you. Fun dad moment. Oh my god, dude. How Fun dad many moment. times do you get this opportunity in life? Did you get it? Oh yeah. It's perfect. And the waitress walked up at the same time. She starts laughing. But like to see a homeless guy carrying two perfect jugs. It's a nice set of jugs. A nice set of perfect set of jugs. Nice set of jugs. Nice set of jugs. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like, all dad jokes. In the world, could just bow
0: to We that. want to do stand up comedy at some point. Or at least some kind of like we can I mix in with. I have five minutes.
1: You do have five minutes somewhere? I have somewhere? a full five minutes I can do. Oh, you have
0: a set that you could you yes. could do. Yeah. That's been my dream. And maybe maybe if you ever want to do that, I'll put together a thing and we'll go try it out. I had one of my employees' friends, they went up and did it at the local comedy thing. He said it went well. I mean. I think it's
1: a good thing to like put yourself in the like, you know, just like you like to work out in the mornings. Oh, I, I think it's. Well, you don't like to, but yeah. you like to feel good afterwards, right? Yes. So I think it's a similar function, like putting yourself in, like, just uncomfortable thing and then get off the of stage and be like, whoa, that was wild.
0: I just feel like that's in such an unattainable level. Like, how many rich people do we know? Tons of rich people, arguably, making over $150,000, $200,000. We, we have tons of people we know. Mm-hmm. How many people could go do a five-minute set somewhere?
1: Not very many people. Can you slide that over here?
0: Do you have What?
1: On the access.
0: Oh, no, it's on the floor. just actually on the floor? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's, a, it's, it factory. it's a factory. You heard it here first. It's a factory. It's a factory. So, like, I just clean it up with the my Zamboni thing. You know, that's my favorite that, well, That's doing. your favorite thing to yeah. do. Yeah, so But, like, how many people? That's such an unattainable thing. We've watched a lot of people come from rags to riches. Cool. You know, whatever. We've seen a lot of people that are really good at closing deals. Fine. We know a lot of talented people in the industries. You know, we've seen amazing marketers, graphic designers, all that kind of stuff make beautiful artwork for their houses, their family, their friends, your company, all that kind of stuff. How many people can on on both hands do you have enough to fill up, you know, people that can do a five minute set that you're personally friends with? We know people that are funny, but that's not the same as
1: putting it together and yeah, it's crazy.
0: We always talk mean you love timing, you know. And yeah. one of the biggest parts of that was like when we see Bert, is that timing is just incredible? Everyone well, yeah, like, thinks he's just a big fucking idiot, but like his timing is just perfect. Well, the science, how do you want your coffee? Like I don't want to know know its father. Like that's how. I, like, oh, that joke! I, I love <laughs> that, bro. And the way his timing
1: is, it just it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so the one joke that I have. So he's touched on this. So we were in Nashville. We were hungover. We're getting the you know the hair of the dog at this brunch spot, and while you wait, they had a bar. You can order your drinks. So we're waiting for breakfast. We're starting to get popped up, right? Mm-hmm. Finally, they sit us down. This like six four, like three hundred pound black woman is our waitress. She sits us she down. She good. says, she says, blah um, blah. You guys, what do you guys want to drink? I said, I'd like a cup of coffee. She goes, How do you take it? And it was like the whole restaurant was just like leaned in, like, oh shit. Cause they've already like seen our drunk asses or loud, you know, we're obnoxious. Yeah. So they're course. all like leaning in to hear this. And I was like, oh, I like the coffee the way I like my women. And she's like, and then the whole, everyone open to like, you, yeah. bud. And everyone's waiting for Take like a home, strong Shane. black joke, yeah. you know? And everyone's like leaning in. I said, well, Fatherless and low self esteem, <laughs> right? And it's like hitting that joke, the timing of it, and then being able to like the whole place huh? erupts yeah they're all waiting the for like a black joke or a yeah. strong joke, and being able to hit like that, like that's the one joke that I have that's like one you can tell because a lot of the st- the five minutes is just like stories of like growing up with like a handicapped sister, oh, well, that's which great. is like fucking hilarious, it's hilarious, and it makes people feel so uncomfortable because. I feel like I've my brother as well we both feel like we've earned the stripes to like make jokes out of this for sure and I and we always joke around about it that's like if you had poop on your knuckles, yeah growing up then you get then to you joke get to say that yeah then you if can you've joke ever around.
0: watched like because my type of comedy is like if you watch Shane Gillis describe his love for um their show, Down <laughs> the show syndrome the love show, on yes. the spectrum that's my comedy I'm like that's my comedy where you flirt. You know, with, with, like, dude, that's messed up. With, like, I know it's messed up. I love it. Like, that's my favorite stuff. Like, that's... It doesn't have to be all dick jokes and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, it doesn't have to be crude blowjob stuff all the time. It, it Like, literally, if it's just that, like, we're not allowed to talk about that, you know? But, like, I know we can't talk about it, but we're talking about it right now. Like, I love that, like, little sidestep that they that,
1: do. That was so much fun because uh, for people that haven't watched this special, the new Shane Gills' new special... Go check it out. But on his new special, he we've seen his set. We saw a set in South Bend. And I went up to Austin. And I said, I said, okay, Shane's got a joke. It's it's very wordy, but it's fucking insane. Look out for it. So we're sitting there through the and I can he cause I had already seen the set. So the joke's coming up, and I kind of like nudge Austin to like me and austin out of we're at a stadium it was one of bert's like outdoor shows so there's Mm -hmm. what like eight thousand people the loaded tour yeah yeah
0: we saw the original loaded tour
1: he says the joke the whole place goes fucking silent the only two people laughing hysterically are me and austin we get it because it's that that's a great joke i hope go check it out and that's what i
0: hope this turns into is like where i mean obviously i'd have to pay these people to come on here I will gladly do that talk about meet your heroes and stuff like that i would love to sit theo vaughn shane gillis things like that you know just be able to sit over here and like just like dude
1: and you anything too like shane will probably never come back to fort wayne because i don't know if you heard on his podcast he hated for he hated for he has a story about fort wayne it's awful which a lot of comedians do yeah which is such a fucking because bummer
0: we ruin it yeah because we, ruin, we it. ruin it yeah yeah fort wayne
1: ruin it. the people yeah. ruin it so i don't know if i'll ever come back but like Just being able to reach out to their agents and be like, Hey, you're coming in on Thursday. What time? We have a pod. We're willing to pay. Like, come on the pod and joke around, tell us what's up. Be
0: amazing. Warm up. Not only will it draw people, of course, and do all this kind of stuff, but like the fact that I just want to do that. If I can do that, you know, you talked about like, do I need a Porsche? Like, how do you reason yourself? Like, I would pay $10,000 for a comedian to come on the pod and me to have two hours with them, you know, and stuff. What that would do for the company might be, great you know it might turn into million dollars worth of sales because everyone's tuned in like are they talking about roofing you know like you know it might be it might be cool you know um well they're just
1: and they're just going to be like they're going to be happy that it's not on like some early morning radio show that's fucking yeah. lame like if you have the means like that that's a that's an awesome way to i don't care it. about you
0: know i don't care about cars and, and and clothes and stuff like that you know i just don't i mean obviously we don't care about any of that stuff
1: um, I I wear polos and golf shorts. Yeah, no, we
0: we own the can. privilege. That being said, like we own the privilege. I mean, you do a lot of white privilege stuff, and 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 so do I. Um, club country club adjacent sort of stuff. I love those guys too. <laughs> have you seen them? Yeah, they're they great. back off the tee, like because we do that to each other.
1: My, my favorite group right now. Have you Friday beers? Okay. You got to pull this up. On Facebook? No, go to YouTube and go to Friday Beers. Oh, my God. I would love to see, like, an old Pornhub page pop up. Yeah.
0: No. Wipe everything before every podcast.
1: So these guys are geniuses. Um, Let's see. uh, Go to their videos.
0: And then, like, what's their most ranked video? Popular?
1: Uh, These are, like, when they... They actually have, like, really great skits. Um, like, should I go to shorts, maybe? No, yeah, go back up and type in Friday Beers. It's their um, guy's night. This is very short, and you can get a very good understanding of that. They're very first one. This one right here? Top or, left. Or, or the short. Yeah.
0: All right, let me make sure that I have the, the sound up.
1: You will love these guys. This is your comedy.
0: Hopefully it
1: doesn't blow us away. What do you think about doing Yes, guys, I love
0: it. Hit me with that John neck. I'll take
1: care of the beers. Nice. Uh, I'll take and a Oh, ooh, classic Angus. How about this, Billy Boy? T-Media? We get a water slide. Uh, we're guys. Now they all have footballs. Water slide. How about this? We get some dip. We get some darts. Maybe we start a forest fire. Um, we're <laughs> we're going to start a forest fire. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Dude, okay, now uh, that. this one you're going to love this next uh, one. It's um Friday beers um Instagram. Perfect right there. Scroll one. too deep. Yes. I'm sorry, are you sitting here in
0: silence, by yourself, just scrolling through Kendra's Instagram page? Her body calms me down, right? Just How far,
1: How far back are you going? All right, stop I, you. I'm just looking. I'm not going to. You accidentally like one picture. I'm not going to like anything. You're Dude, you're in 2019. Freak your you're freaking out. you out. Jesus H. Christ. Stand up. Oh my god. They had to like go buy this suit. Oh yeah. What is going on? Hide down, bitch. This guy's deep. When he's seventeen, she's what a junior in high
0: school? Oh my god.
1: Okay, Collins. How about we talk about July Fourth and who she uh, That's enough. Stay focused. I like it has like the vibe from like the Mid- Middle East War movies. What are you doing? We're all going up in flames. You're only good view. What can you hear? I'm kidding. Come on, Collins. You know what I'm spoken for. Shut this up. And at the top. Well done, soldier. Closing it out in there. Wait, is that Michelle? Mission isn't over. What is whats is Michelle doing in this? Morning, do not touch that screen. That's a direct order. We're going what?
0: shell at this party I can so in-depth for a skit
1: guard guard it
0: fuck this
1: <laughs> i'm going in hey you know okay i want my phone back i'm not kidding one more step in this bit from 2012 gets a drool emoji fucking
0: baby in that stick it easy arrow with the update oh my god dude i've never heard of these guys
1: You did fucking to college. Just hand stuff right now. We're taking it slow. <laughs> <laughs> See, I need the green light. Affirmative. I like a clean shot.
0: Oh, my God. Look. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Me like. That is messed up. I love it.
1: Dude, these guys are the next. I'm I'm going to
0: go go into that and and look them up. No, I've been into what's this new? um, It's not just joking, but uh, how do you see who you follow on like Facebook?
1: Oh, fuck. I don't know. I'm like awful with Facebook, dude.
0: This is a bad idea. These people take what you're doing to the next level. I absolutely love these things. Um, let's see which one. Let's see. It needs to be a short, but I need to go to. Oh, there we go. Shorts.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard of these guys either. Oh
0: my god, you'll love it.
1: Is it that one, dude? Yeah, see, like I love this too. Like we've done a few skits, and just it's just so tough it. to get the time. <laughs> Why would it be portioned that way? As far as the sales pitch, you didn't listen to my pitch. I was going to explain how only one quarter of this cup will get you tripping balls like a baby Tripping balls? What, what is this stuff? LSD, and you just took four servings, my guy. Isn't that like illegal? It's super illegal. You
0: oh! broke the law. i have sign a waiver. I have the most important business meeting of my life. 20 minutes.
1: No, I won't skip that You <laughs> skip that meeting, <laughs> you're gonna, you're I skip, I skip that meeting, man. You think I skip gonna it? Don't skip that meeting. You're to tie yourself down. You're going to meet God. I'm like, wow. How do I tie myself down? T- All
0: right, <laughs> very T- Ah, how, Hi. 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 how do I talk myself down? Time. How do I know when I start tripping like a pig? How do I know when I start tripping like a pig? How do I know when I start tripping like this? Probably right <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, this is probably happening right now. This is it? probably happening it's right happening now. Every it. second. It's happening, it's happening right now. <laughs> I love yeah. I love that shit, dude. Well, you're
1: going to love the rest of those. Um. Yeah. So what else man what else have you been up to? How's the little one?
0: Um he's cool. Um I wish I could tell a story. Um he uh I had to take him to the hospital. Um well, she took him to the hospital. Um literally yesterday. Jesus. And uh because is you know weird problems. You, no one prepares you for anything being an adult. And then being a dad, no, like it's just we say it all the time, but like it's true. Like he had a little baby hard one, and for like four hours to like the point where he's crying, he hates it, whatever, it's hurting him or whatever, and we have no idea what to do about it, right? And I'm sure if you guys seen the commercials for any Cialis, Viagra, blah yeah. blah blah, call doctor, call doctor, and we're like for a baby that has to be like for adults, like four hour hard one, you know, like clear the schedule. Right, but for baby time, that has to be, like, no. 20 hours having a boner, right? As far as, like, scale of effects. And uh, so I'm like, take him right now. We have money for, to fix wiener problems. We have unlimited amount of money to fix wiener problems. <laughs> like, if a wiener problem happens in our house, dog, baby, me, like, we're fixing it 100%. Okay? It's very important <laughs> to us. In that order. Very
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get the least use out of it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Um, Like babe,
1: this has been two days with this thing, and it's so
0: so no one cares if I I get one. So um, yeah, it turns out so like PSA, like um, it's because they don't have movements, and the movements cause pressure on the bladder, the bladder being full, and then when he gets one, then he can't go potty because it's obviously if you've ever had one, okay, you know then you can't. So warm water baths, things like that, have a couple movements. It's kind of gross because they have to poop in the bathtub, but. You know, like whatever, it went down, and he has a little UTI. So I was like, "We're good." We're, we're but back. he went to the hospital. Like, to it's the such a weird problem. A like, make this better. You know, it's like it's a weird. There's nothing. They probably like, hear
1: the craziest shit though every all day every day. They're
0: like, "Don't let your baby sleep with too many blankets." No one tells them, like, "What do you do if your baby gets bonus for too long?" Like, <laughs> never saw that in the the in old handbook. The Fifty things to make you best dad ever as a newborn dad. Blah blah. blah. So. I don't know. I think I weird I think I live a, a weird life where things only strange things happen to me like the common stuff. Like I don't have like oh man, they shut off my power because I forgot to pay the bill. Like those are things that happen to like regular people. Like I get like you know. I mean just the most insane stuff like most hit, of the
1: stuff of stories that I'm thinking of that I want you to tell yeah, like we can't. It, you talk can't
0: about. it's hard to put them in a premise where we can talk and they be uh consumed on a on a wide populace and be okay with it. We 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 do edit some stuff out that if we get into a story like, you know, whatever. If the baby boner story doesn't get in there, like we'll we'll take that out. But like it's it's just it's just strange. Like this is weird. Let me tell you a funny story that happened um while we were on vacation. I took Jimmy. It was me, Jimmy and Zach on this vacation. And um it was a hilarious journey because you got to think like we've been pretty accustomed to the sweet life for a minute, and then going to take us and put in sixteen hundred dollar cars and driving cross country, no AC, in the hottest part of the year. It was crazy. And Jimmy's car, um the first day, we make it to Cincinnati area. I think uh, Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, is on the way. Dayton's to Georgia. not that far. Yeah, Dayton or something like that. Dayton, Dayton or Cincinnati. And I think maybe since I don't know wherever the crossroads is, you get you down in Georgia, Jimmy's driving the Zuzu Trooper. Okay, we're talking. We have radios just like it would be professional, like if we're gonna do it, you know. And so like we have the GoPros so up. So this is and like everything. the
1: opposite of like a like a super car rally
0: it's the exact opposite the, exact, it's the opposite. exact opposite instead of you know you're gonna make it it's like fastest time wins it's like can we make it and what hilarity ensues when we do this. like
1: instead of like cops stopping you because you're speeding in yeah, a lambo like, they're stopping faster. you because like you can't drive this car with a bumper hanging off the back yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: so <laughs> like uh we <laughs> he's behind i'm in the front and all i hear from zag is Hey uh Jimmy's wheel is uh Jimmy's car is shaking. Jimmy's wheel is off. Oh my god, a wheel really did come off. <laughs> a wheel broke off on the highway doing 70. It broke off and rolled down the fucking highway. And he's in front of the semi. We if have to go You need a couple hours exit. to kill.
1: There's so many videos of tires just I didn't know that smoking happened. people on YouTube. I
0: didn't know that happened. Dude. I did not know that happened. It's
1: fucked up, dude. Cause you see it coming too. How does that just happen? Like How it does it not like a highway. like a progressive
0: thing? Like, oh, he feels so I was like, Jimmy, did you feel any wheel shake before that happened? He's like, No, it just happened. It broke all the lug nuts off, all sheared all the pens and broke off. Broke off and like rolled down the highway, like fast. And so he's fishtailing, it's in the back, so he's fishtailing on the highway. We get him down and he's just like Shake it and stuff like that.
1: It was like that was insane. So he was he was driving a Zuzu trooper. What were you driving?
0: I was driving a uh a F one fifty, all steel body F one fifty.
1: Okay. And then what was uh who was the third person? Jeep, Zach. Zach Zach
0: had a Jeep and the Jeep made it. (laughs)
1: Like a Jeep Cherokee, an old Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it made it. It smoked the brakes halfway through so I catch on fire um underneath. Um, but we took it through a car wash, which was our solve. How'd they do through the Smokies? Uh, terrible. Ter- yeah, was <laughs> like, as you would expect, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, downhill was fun, because that's the only time our cars didn't shake, like, real bad, you know? Um, my engine was smooth. Uh, the rest of the car was very bad. I had an ant problem from um, just years of food being on the floor and whoever owned it. I bought it off a... I don't know if she's going to see this, but I bought. I bought it off of a... I don't know, a, a struggling um, lower class person who might have had a problem, and uh, she didn't have no teeth, and <laughs> she uh, and she told me a cop story when I went to go buy it, so I'm like, oh, I bet you've had some running with the police, but...
1: Was this off Facebook? Yep. Dude, buying cars off Facebook has it's, to be it's, awesome. It's, it's
0: like you should record that uh i wanted to but i didn't know how to do it because i obviously i'm just new to this production thing and doing all that kind of stuff our next one if it gets a lot of views like i'm saying like if it gets a hundred thousand views for this episode then i'll hire a production team to follow us down <laughs> next one. time uh but we'll see um so anyway then when one person breaks down you have to ride with somebody else and so then he rode with zach for a while and i still drove that we stopped at bucky's and did all that kind of stuff oh, on bucky's the way it's great it's a staple it's a staple. And uh, I would have been – let me just tell you the whole story because I think it's pretty funny. So we get to somewhere in Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, I believe, where a buddy of mine, he's a DA agent, um, retired, Um, and uh, we stay at his house. We stay in tents outside, and we watch the UFC fight that night. stay in tents. We wake up. We decided to stay. I think another day. Did we stay another? No, we were gonna stay another day. When we woke up, we went to breakfast. I found a whitewater rafting place that we were half an hour away from. We went there and whitewater rafted. Um, Everyone fell out, which is hilarious. It's to see, you know, adults struggle in the water and become children again.
1: Yes, with the with the, those are like they have like the nice life jackets now. Would have been way better if it's like the old school ones that just go around your neck. The yeah. orange. Oh yeah, it wasn't For like, like that. three dollars. But in the, store.
0: the the nice ones when you don't when you fall into the water and it's deep, they go up and they kind of choke you. Oh yeah, and it kind of gets great. better. And just look on their faces when they fall in the water. Like, am I gonna make it? Like, dude, you're fine. Like, these are professionals, and. So we're going we're gonna to stay another night, but we get an itch. We're like, dude, we can make it to Atlanta, which I have my dad's SUV in Atlanta at the airport that I dropped off when I flew out last time. If we can make it to Atlanta, stay in an Airbnb, we're only two hours away from our final destination. So let's eat some nice dinner and let's go down there. No problems on the way down there. It's cool. The engine's running great. Me and the Jeep, we're going good. Me and the F-150 in the Jeep, we're going great. Um, I find a really cheap Airbnb. Not a great thing. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just a deal because it's like by the airport. And by the airport, historically, lower home values, meaning more deals. And it said in the post, you're going to have to listen to planes take off. And I was like, wow, I'm getting there at 1 o'clock in the morning. I won't have to listen to very many planes take off and yeah. land. I go in there. I've been holding uh, my waist for a minute. I have to go to the bathroom.
1: You yeah, got shit? I got
0: shit bad. Okay. Shit. I run in there. Go find the master. Go in there. do him. And I go, go unload load the cars, guys. They're going outside and going the cars. Fifteen gunshots ring out right in front of the things. The fuck I see up. the lights from the gunshots out front. Jimmy and Zach run in crying. Okay, they just witnessed gunfire for like the first time and a not so like. It's funny because as a range. dude, you
1: wanna, you always wonder like how you would do in so, that position, and then you find out that you do not do well in it
0: no one does well the first time don't (laughs) so i'm pooping (laughs) and they come rushing and crying and they're like right it's a bathroom where like it's just wide enough as this desk and there's a wall right here and they're in my bedroom just crying they're like people are shooting outside i'm like guys did you close the door yeah did you lock it great so they're not in the house we're fine just chill out for a minute let me finish and then i'll come up with a new plan and so, we're Did like... you
1: guys end up staying the night there?
0: No. They oh. would not
1: They would not spend
0: the night for nothing. They're like, we're leaving immediately. It was $100, so I was like, we'll just leave. Yeah, it was you know, leaving. I don't yeah. care. So, we, lo- we waited until they felt comfortable enough to go out again. We loaded the stuff back up. We went to the airport. My car would have made it all the way there. Had I not, when I came to the airport at like mm, 2 o'clock in the morning, had I not... There was a stop sign that looks like someone ran it over and like broke off. So, like, the bottom three inches of the metal spike was just jagged yeah. and standing there and it's dark. I ran over it with my back tire.
1: Pssh. Oh, no. I'm
0: like, oh, no. What do I do now? We're not allowed to spend any more money. We're like, we're supposed to like drive them as they are. I pull up next to my dad's SUV. We take everything out and put it in the SUV, blah, blah. And I go, let's just fix it tomorrow. Okay. We'll stay in a nice hotel tonight and we'll just, you know, it's not part of the plan. We're supposed to camp and do all we'll stay in a nice hotel. We'll go to AutoZone tomorrow. We'll go buy some, a jack and some stands and we'll go replace both the back tires. They've been leaking another time. Might as well replace both tires we're going to take off tires. They're like, okay. They're very upset with me because they just got shot at yeah. previously. Everyone's in a bad mood. I go take us to like, not the Ritz, but like the Marriott of the thing, which was like a nice airport hotel. Yeah. They sleep good. I go back to go fix the tire in the morning. Tire shop can't help me out. No one can tow it from the airport because it's a nightmare towing anything out of the airport because of like people stealing cars. So I have to go buy a jack and do all that kind of stuff. We go buying a jack, I find people that can replace the tires. I go to replace the tires. All the lug nuts are rounded off from all years of abuse. Can't get a can't get a wrench on it. We had two different types of wrenches or sockets or whatever. Yeah. Not coming off. She has to stay there.
1: Is it now, those, Jimmy's?
0: By the way, we just left that in a random parking lot because we didn't register. Is it still down there? Somewhere? We never we never registered any of the vehicles, so we just left them where they were. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't register a single one. We took license plates off of our current vehicles, put them on there, and then took the license plates off and just left them where they sit. So,
1: I have a story where my the friends dwinger? are crying.
0: Oh no! I thought you meant when you pushed the car. No, that has happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So, as we kind of have to, like, just stick with me here. Okay. What, are, what is your take on the whole skinwalker thing? What's that? You don't know what a skinwalker is? Mm. Okay, beautiful. So, there's a few things that, regardless of the civilization in the world, they all talk about the same things. Like, the big flood... Is one of them. Another one of those things is a strange shape shifting, like demonic figure.
0: Okay, you're talking about if you go like Mexican culture or Aztec, Indian culture Mayans, or India, uh, uh, Icelander thing, yeah, like everything. Uh, everything. They all talk about the okay. same okay. thing, gotcha. right?
1: So there's this very interesting take that there's this thing called it. We we've been known like it's starting to become more popular as a skinwalker, like some type of being that can, um essentially like present itself as something else okay okay that's how you tell the stories of these things like
0: mystique from x-men you know just can like come to be yeah but
1: it's not always it's not like mystique it's like you think it's that person this is like a passing resemblance to it is the way that it's been presented all right so this is a lot so just bear with me so stephen king has a really great take on this on what he thinks this thing is and how it feeds and all this stuff He had a show that came on HBO. I think it's called The Stranger or something like that. Amazing show. Watch. It's only like eight episodes or something. Amazing show. And it's written off of his book. And it's his take on this. Now, that being said, put that to the side. We have, if you take a map of the cave systems, the caves, cave systems and national parks. Okay. And you lay on top of it. All of the missing people, disappearances, they're the exact same place. Okay. Okay. Side note, there's, do you know that there's over 400,000 kids go missing every year in United States alone from non-family abduction? No. That doesn't seem like a real number. It is. Google it. It's around 1,300 kids a day. Wow. So that's 2,300. That's with family abductions included. Okay. If you take family right. abductions out, it gets, it gets around 1,300 to 1,400.
0: 840,000 total. So half a million, you're saying. A lot of them, but it's family. The, stu- yeah. the dad yeah, 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 gets yeah. the kids
1: back, an aunt or something weird, whatever. Wow. That's nuts. Nuts. Where One, where are all these kids? Okay. Two, another alarming number is how many men and women go disappearing in these areas okay in
0: the, the national park stuff
1: is. Yes. So there you can draw a correlation between Kings interpretation of what's happening and the people that go missing in the in these you know, on this map. Okay. Okay. A friend of mine, he's in his 70s. Him and his wife are RV People. People. Okay. Now, sometimes they do just grab an Airbnb, Mm -hmm. you know, charge up the stuff in the RV and unload all the shit out of it and do all this. You you know this life. Yes. So he has a story about them in Vancouver staying in an Airbnb cabin. It's on like 200 acres, beautiful, you know, on a mountain, you know, serene area. He tells a story about him and his wife walking uh, their trails in the morning one morning, which they said that there was already some type of weird vibe that they had which could have been self-inflicted by what they saw anyways And but regardless this isn't like a weird hippie guy or anybody that would ever, this is the type of guy that like changes his own oil does his own, like he's just a, a, a like anyone's dad okay. is this guy and him and his wife go on a walk one morning. And the tree, the area was a bunch of these, I don't know what kind of trees they are, but they're like, you can almost like put your hand around them, your two hands. And the needles that fall from the tree, like bed this, the woods and they're spaced so that you can see like a, what looks to be a couple miles right. through the trees. Through cells. the trees. Yep. Yeah. And they're walking one morning, it's early morning, like 6 a.m. Sun's just coming up and through the trees they can see an elk coming towards them. That's pretty cool. Yes. So they're like, "Oh, look, it's an elk." And it kept walking towards them no matter like how much they moved or anything. It was not being startled. It was the way he explains it was like it was interested in them and wanted to come towards them. So if they started to like walk a little bit north, it would start to turn a little bit north towards them. And as it got closer, they took an they took an angle back towards the cabin in the direction that they came where they had about like, like a 90 degree angle, starting to get a 90 degree angle as it got closer. The way that he describes what he saw first off, he cried, him and his wife both will cry. Okay. That's because it's so scary to talk about. And he, when I told when he talked to me about this, this was only the second time he has ever repeated the story. Okay. Okay. As they took an angle away from being dead on straight with this elk what they could see was not the body of an elk he explains it like a humanoid thing like it looked like it could be a human holding up an elk head but he said it wasn't holding it it was like it was like him it almost, like, like, you could see his arms. And he explains it like his arms were, like, merging into this, like, elk head. Okay. And they said that they got so scared of what they saw, and they ran back they to the cabin. They fucking got the hell out of there. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. Because this is all stuff that's all been made more popular in, like, the last five to ten years, right? Yeah. So, the uh, the... I want you guys I don't want to ruin the show. You guys kind of just got to go watch the show. But when I started to like listen more about the S- Skinwalker stuff, there's a bunch of bullshit around it. People that make money from talking about it and sure. having shows. Like, so you got yeah. yeah. Just like the alien people that make so much money off of talking people. about aliens, right? So, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I, what I do think is interesting is one this has been duplicated across multiple civilizations for a long time. Two, this, that gentleman's story. Mm -hmm. Three, Stephen King's, his take on this. Yeah. And four, it, it does make me feel a little bit more calm about this, but I had one of the worst, one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in my life. And I have so many stories of like people trying to rob our house when I was there as a kid and a lot of crazy shit. But one of the scariest things we've ever been a part of, when we were in high school up at Lake James, my family never went up to the lake. We would go up by ourselves all the time, right? And we had to live on our own. We had to go find food, do the whole thing, get the boat started, everything we had to do on our own. We had no support from family at all. Well, one weekend we are up there during Fourth of July weekend, okay? And I had – you know, we're in high school, probably freshmen's in high school. None of us could – only a few of us could drive. So – A few people in my group go out for a walk to smoke weed, and they were going to go break into people's cars. Yeah. Okay? I'm just getting off the toilet. I come out, and they come busting into the back door, and they're crying hysterically. Crying. Like, legit fear. My one friend, Brian, flies, gets so weird. He's so, like, you can't talk to him. You can't calm him down. He goes and literally a fetal position under one of the tables in the back living room and just is weeping. Like, these guys were scared shitless. Okay. So we sit around for probably a couple hours just kind of like... That's weird. Still drinking, playing cards, whatever, yeah. fucking around. And eventually we're like, we have to go. Like, obviously somebody... like Messing with you. Somebody's messing with you. What yeah. happened? Finally we get the story. And so, if you could imagine, like, a, the peninsula that the lake cottage is on is it's obviously wrapped around by the lake, but on the inside is the Pokagon State Park, okay? And the park fence goes right up against the road, and then on the other side of the, the road is the cottage and then the water, right? The way they explained it to us was something chased them, But it stayed, like, in the... And this is pitch dark. There's no lights anywhere. I mean, you can barely see your hand in front of your face. Right. This thing chased them through the woods. They explained how, like, they can tell it was, a like, a person. It was two feet. It wasn't like a deer. Like, they would stop. It would stop. Then it would start to come towards them, and then they would run. Like, it was very, like, there was action and reaction to reaction from yeah. this thing. So we're like, oh, okay. Obviously, some guy caught you guys fucking stealing shit, and you know, maybe it's not as dark as you said it was, and this guy's chasing you through the woods or whatever. So a couple hours go by, we decide, okay, because we're talking about it so much, it's like, all right, we gotta just You're consumed by it. We we gotta go go try this out and go see this thing. So I go with another one of my buddies, and we go, we're like, how far did you go down? Like, basically, where were you guys? Whatever. So we're drunk by now anyway, so... We walk down liquid courage. Liquid courage. We walk down. And for a while there's nothing. Like we walked pretty far. We're like, I think this is probably where they were. Like, eh. Hung around for a few seconds. We started to walk back. As we start to walk back, we hear the cracking in the in the leaves. And sure enough, as God is my witness, it sounds like something with two legs is chasing us while we are on the asphalt running, this thing is pretty much staying right with us, but jumping over, like you can hear it, like jump over a tree. Like you can hear the leaves and the branches breaking and everything. And it's from probably me to like the window over there. So maybe 20, 25 yards away. And then at one point we stopped because we felt that it stopped and I was like, dude, is that like our, is it like us running and yeah. it's the sound ban- bouncing off of the woods maybe? And my friend's like, no, fuck this, let's get out of here. I was like, just stay here. Let's just, we're like close enough to the cottage. And sure enough, while we're standing there, you can hear it start to speed up and run towards us again. And then we just booked it back to the cottage. And for years, it's always just been like, I was drunk, maybe this, like a lot of things you can say, but you could make the connection that maybe it was there is something out there that has that ability that has two legs and can do that that's yeah, wild right yeah that's wild like if it was a it was you can feel its size of like just from how it breaks you the branches you didn't see it no, obviously no it was not just at all. like a noise yeah but you can tell like like it would definitely be, i could definitely say that it was the size of a deer for sure mm-hmm. but like, the deer would be, let's just say it was a deer. What kind of fucking deer stalks <laughs> young,
0: young, like high schoolers. young high schoolers, you know
1: what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> loud, drunk high And schoolers. you know, like, you h- hunt enough to, like, know what a deer sounds like. Even, like, if you're in a blind, you know what a deer sounds like running through the woods. And it, it was not that, you know? So it's kind of funny that, like, 20 years later almost, almost 20 years later, like i'm starting to learn about this and yeah. he, see all the videos it's like dude maybe you know i'm not i
0: don't ever subscribe to any of that mainly because again it's not like i have the same kind of like middle class approach to voting as i do to like is aliens real or anything but like it doesn't affect me it doesn't blah blah you know i listen to it i make judgments but like i don't ever delve into it yeah. you know because it's such a non-factor in in my thing like do so I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast where he, you know, where they have fighter pilots on that scene, spaceship go from zero to light speed and then go in the water and things like that. Sure. But I don't consume that knowledge on a mass level. And I've never had anything like, don't believe the ghosts are real. Don't believe anything like that. Um, it would have to take me obviously seeing one to, to, to
1: right. know that. I think that the, the one, you have to have like one, you just have to be open yeah. to the stuff in the first place. Yeah. Right. Now, my brother had such a horrible experience once that forced us to do a bunch of research. And now, I'm, of course, I'm blanking the guy's name. You yeah. guys could look this up. There's a gentleman that wrote a book um, where he tries to like scientifically tell the story of some of these like very like real, documented, ghost-like stories. Mm-hmm. Where they, he takes the science of it and tries to break it down. And it's kind of interesting to see he's I forget his name, but he's also I think he's the only non priest to ever do an an actual exorcism before. I think that's like one of his claim to fames. And so like he scientifically tries to break these down. And one of the things that he talks about, he's like he's like if think of it like time, which is kind of funny, too. In the Brazilian culture, they believe which I'm sure a lot of cultures believe this. But like if you die and your mouth is open that it allows for your spirit to like wander and stay where if you die and your mouth is closed it then your soul is able to kind of go and ascend Mm -hmm. properly so like knowing my grandmother and her like superstitions about that it's interesting to hear like a scientific theory of like the like if you see a ghost, you're not seeing like a ghost right there. What you're seeing is like he says, Imagine like a thin apron in between you. And what you're seeing is like an imprint. Like if someone if we had like a sheet in between so us what, yeah.
0: and I would push the sheet. Yeah, time warping around on itself. And so you can kind of see. I was like, okay, know.
1: that scientifically let's break that down. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or like just the fact that like how many times have you like like it happens when people are in car wrecks? Or people like go through yeah, like a someone bad. Someone
0: helped me out of the car and there's no one there. You know? Or or
1: even like what color was the car that hit you? And you'd be like, you would swear it was blue. You know, because that's just what how your memory like mm-hmm. diagnosed it. And then you look at the video and it's like that car was obviously red. And it's like, whoa, I was wrong about that. Or like seeing a friend. You're like, I know for a fact that Shane. Hey, Shane, what's up? And you turn around, it's not Shane. But, like, you would have, like, bet the house that it was me. It's like mm. anybody – You there's, like, a lot of that, too, that can happen, that people just
0: – Just never um,
1: – Well, one of the things that I loved about on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, and I, w- I wanted to look this up before and I couldn't find it, he had a fighter pilot on – not the favor guy that saw it on S- San Diego's coast, but I think he was on the other side. Like New Mexico? No, it was more like the Caribbean islands is okay. where they were catching stuff he i think it's him he tells a story about like when he was like a young pilot it might have been favor too but one of the pilots talks about how they would sometimes put their and they weren't allowed to do this but it was fun they would put their infrared on while they're flying at night and then just turn off all the lights and and with their infrared they said they could see a fire like a campfire from five miles away
0: with that which is crazy because a five miles away goes zoom, zoom like it's crazy in a jet
1: So, they said that they would sometimes go when they would see people camping. He said that they would flip the jet upside down and then slowly just kind of like fly over the campsite. How many people do you think in the world thought they saw an alien or something fucking weird and all they saw was something people fucking around? People fucking around. Yeah. Like, that's definitely highly possible.
0: Definitely possible. I don't I don't consider like, you know, any of that stuff off the table. I just don't subscribe to any like delving into it.
1: Also, I want to be a pilot now just to do that one thing all the time. Like, I would call you, like, do you want to go do that thing where we fuck with cameras? I
0: think that you have the analytical mind to be a pilot. I think that you would like all the systems and the checks and the... Yeah, just and, like the structure around that it. Structure, yes. I love it. very structured. Structure. Yeah. You don't get in a plane and go, I think there's gas in it. Yes. And then, like, full sin. you know? Like, that's no, not the how the... No, the structure it of it is... 132 point right. checkpoint, you know, and a list and things. Like, and, yeah,
1: I love just following that process. But, like, so... So the Skinwalker thing, going back, I thought that's probably, and anybody could argue with me, but to me that's quite possibly like the best. That's like the best offering I can come up with of what we saw. Yeah. Fair. I But I'm open to anyone else's thoughts. It's okay. I had a
0: scare when I was in Georgia. Um, I was cutting logs on the side of our road and uh trees that fell and there's a bunch of howling behind me like a bunch of yipping and stuff and i'm like man i'm bent over like completely exposed like if they if it was a wolf i'm done so i get in the gator put my chainsaw up go back and i go can i have the ar and stuff i mean like not that i'm gonna be like rambo out there and kill a bunch of wolves but i'm like it would make me feel better while i cut this out here and I'm, or right. just
1: even a black bear that's it was oversized. definitely like wolves like, it was wolves but like
0: so i i fucking research it i go google how many wolves live in georgia zero and then it's coyotes i see them they're like little dogs out in well out they the can thing. get big
1: they're pretty big up here they're getting really pretty fucking big up here yeah
0: from what i understood they're like terrier size you know like well, they're most small of them.
1: Like, but here's the thing about them like it's big not foxes. you it's like a young child yeah they can swoop a young child. correct
0: like small dogs young children things like that well, they they pray upon. so do you know the next I door app way better
1: have you ever seen the next door app yeah so the next door app goes off my wife loves it for all the drama she thinks it's hilarious well the next door app goes off in arlington park a woman he- wakes up because she hears a baby crying So what she thinks is a baby crying she wakes up she looks out front she can't tell what she's looking at so she goes downstairs opens the front door walks out and there is a huge coyote killing a cat (laughs) but that woman would have bet the house that what she was hearing was a baby crying or there's a lot of videos of people one went super viral which sounds like a woman in the woods like crying like she's being like raped or held against her will or something and you hear the sound of it, you're like, "Holy shit, that's like obviously a woman that needs help." And then you go and Google what it sounds like for bobcats to have sex, and it's almost the same sound. So, like things like that what if too. A
0: weirdo that has to capture those sounds, like,
1: "Hey guys," he's like, "Hey, uh, can you I, shut that door?" Do bobcats like,
0: really get after Don't it. nobody come in here. I'm going to be just listening. Go viral.
1: To- <laughs> no one come in here. I'm going to be listening to <laughs> my bobcats. There's, a, there's a lot of
0: people um, thinking that there's ladies getting taken advantage of in the woods i'm about to prove that it's just two bobcats getting it on
1: <laughs> well the guy that's like uh oh, that's not a woman that's two bobcats fucking and it's like I how do you that know that, that? so
0: well i grew up with that no we had bobcats
1: or just like the idea of the guy like that's his like kink yeah there's you think bobcats. there's one out there
0: yeah dude there's <laughs> like there's guy dude there's there's like 20 bobcats taxidermy in this dude, house
1: after this year like especially this last year like People got some weird stuff. There's some fucking weirdos, dude. People got some weird stuff for sure. Like just, uh, like all the, the people that dress up like furry thing. I can't. That's one being a fat guy. I can't imagine just like living a percentage of my life inside of a full costume. We're already furry. We're already furry. Yeah, like I'm already living that life. Yeah, we're we're that we're that we're big bears, so it's fine. I don't understand how they could even do it. That's fucking nuts to me. No, we have so a, you can't prescribe you. you can't subscribe to any no. Of this. Every, everything
0: has their own, you know, thing or whatever. But you know, I don't know. I just don't. I wish I had enough time in the day to like get deep into something like that. I have a I have a a salesperson on the team <laughs> that's really big into conspiracy theories and stuff. Like, does the actual research and vets say, goes on the dark web and like, yeah, you know, tries to get proof and all this stuff. But I just don't have time. I get my shit from him and I, I take a little walk on the dark side with him. And then I go back to going, well, he's nuts. So it's fine. Like, I don't really care.
1: Yeah, but everyone thought uh, Alex Jones was nuts when he was talking about uh, Clinton taking people to an island someplace. That's true.
0: Like, he was one of the first people to expose. Like, there's an island where they go have sex with random people, blah, blah, and younger, you know young adults. He was right about at least 60-70% of it. You know, like...
1: And then even the, you know, the the viral clip of him being like, they're turning the frogs gay! No. Have you seen that one? No. Well, there was. It's not that they were turning frogs gay, but there was things happening where these frogs were, like, going from like, turning into a different sex, sexual orientation or something like that. These frogs were actually like, there was some weird changing hair. like there's a ton like you can google like all the stuff that he was right about did you are you thinking alex jones if you don't think that he's hilarious to watch if you can if you can watch it in the realm
0: of how it's supposed to be watched and not be like on his side or not on his side if you can watch it through that spectrum it's very enjoyable
1: i'm on anyone's side that makes me entertained Correct. So, number one reason why I still listen to R. Kelly songs.
0: Or Theo Vaughn. If anyone watches Theo Vaughn and go, all his stories are perfectly accurate, you're an idiot. You're an <laughs> yeah, idiot. They're all, yes. They, they're not all, but they're, 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 they're
1: f- all like pieces of something else that he's heard that and exaggerated. Yeah. He's a weirdo.
0: Like, he's a weirdo. If you take everything that he says with a great, if you think comedians are telling true stories on stage, all of
1: them, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. you're dumb. They got to dress it up to be funny and all that stuff. Yeah. But, like, for Alex Jones, like, but, like like, he just got sued for, like, what, a billion dollars
0: or something like that for the Sandy Hook stuff?
1: Dude, watch. One of the best interviews are him on the Pat uh Patrick Bet David podcast where he, like, explains. He's like, dude, I don't have that money. Like, they can sue me mm-hmm. for all that. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, he's like, the most I made is, like, $10 bucks. He's know? like, yeah. It's, liquid. it's
1: like, dude, I sell T-shirts. Yeah. Really,
0: off the it's website. like, whatever. A little real estate, they can come get it. You know, yeah. whatever.
1: I love, like, the reality of that.
0: I hope that this doesn't turn into anything you know like that where people are like let's go back back to when austin started his first podcast and he talked about x you know i'm i'm really trying to be self-aware with how everything plays out yeah you know with this like even we a lot of stuff fixed in post just in case anyone like we had a we had a guy on here that talked about being a part of the mormon church and he exposed some different things. I kind of like took that last hour out of the podcast because I was like, "That's not going to sit well with some people."
1: Like, Why? Oh, who cares?
0: Well, I mean, part of it is the is the consumption. You know, like it's the consumption. If people consume this how it's supposed to be consumed is just like uh, a fun, entertaining, mildly informative show, then great. You're part of the you're part of the group. If you take like this guy knows what he's talking about and I'm a hundred percent going to do everything he says. And this is the only way to run a company or do marketing or do entrepreneurship or anything like that. You're an idiot. Like I, this works for me. Like I'm not saying prescribed to this because yes. I'm an idiot. If I had my life together, I'd be like some jacked dude, good looking, you know, super hot wife, got family full of kids driving up in a Bentley. Um, everyone loves me. I got my own church of fucking people at work, you know, I don't like this is just a normal business where we do roofing and things like that and it's not anything more than that like I don't want it to be great and I think that's why people I've gotten a lot of cool gets on this show um previously that will come out and um people in banking people in lawyers and doctors and stuff like that come on here because I keep it really you know let's not dive into you know anything that could get us in in trouble like that I mean I'll say cock shit and balls all day long. And cock like shit that. balls. Yeah. But the, the thing is like being consumed on a mass platform or anything like that. If one catches fire, you know, then they go back and be like, well, he's obviously like different persons at different times. And you know, he's talking about this and he, and he, and he, and he, and he, and he, and he didn't go along with this train of thought. Like here he just He's just, I'm like, guys, like, it's not that deep. I'm just having chats with my friends. The biggest thing for this podcast, it's two hours or so with people that want to spend some time with me that i can capitalize on that's all it is because our lives are so crazy nuts you have a giant family not only just your media but you have more than that then you have a giant workforce i have 70 plus people i don't know how many people you got now you got fingers everywhere from satellite offices and stuff like that we don't have time to like Bro, every every day at six o'clock you want to meet at the bar and you know hang out and catch yeah. we, that's not us yep. you know and so I would like to have two hours unfiltered you know pretty much off our phones we check them every once in a while but like like un, unfiltered unadultered time that to catch up and and if I can use segments from this I'll take two 30 seconds to a minute and 30 seconds snippets from this and that's all that will go on there. We'll, we'll post the whole thing you know. But that's not consumed like that. I, you know, little tidbits of like what to do and
1: how to. Yeah, do Yeah, we this. try to keep our pod like. I want it to be under an hour. What's your pod's name? These dads suck. Don't watch it. Don't go watch these it. These dads that's suck. Awful. Yeah, these dads suck. Yeah, these dads suck.
0: You've been on a bunch of podcasts though.
1: Yeah, I get invited to a ton. But why do you think that is? I don't know because I can like, I don't know honestly. Maybe because I can talk about things clearly you could hold a conversation with other people that might be it yeah maybe you know a lot of times though it's for like sales or leadership or all this other like not boring shit but just not not boring
0: we are into that for sure but there's a time and a place and you know if you beat that horse to death if i talk about how good i am to employees one more time on a podcast it'll just just drive me wild like because people like why are you like why you do this i'm like it's just it's how i want to do stuff it's how i want to run my company blah blah I don't want to talk about that anymore. What's
1: yeah, and you're, and what's cool, though, too, about that is, like, I've changed over the time, too, from going... One thing that you have to be careful of when running a business is putting people ahead of the company, right? Okay, let's explain. So let's say that someone's not performing and you do not have a seat for them, Right. What I've learned is that instead of like keeping them around like because you think you're doing something good by keeping them around, mm-hmm. what you're actually doing is wasting their time and yours, yeah, right and it t- it's taken me a couple it's taken me a while to really understand that sometimes like if that's hurt if they're hurting the business, like you have to make a change, okay, right. And you do that. You hate firing people. I don't mind. I mean, like the, like the process of it, I do not care. I do the money ball system where like the firing literally takes 20 seconds. Yeah. Like it takes 20 seconds and I'm done. So it doesn't like the process doesn't. But I never want to like fire a person that can be in a better position somewhere else. Like I always follow the process of, okay, if they're not good in their seat, is there somewhere in this organization that's better for them? I've even let somebody go and then hired them as a personal assistant before because that was a better seat for them at that time in their lives. You see what I'm saying? It's like that's one thing that I've been like really starting to change the last year or so is understanding, okay, you know, one of my mentors said to me that here's here's how I make decisions. One, is this decision I'm making, is this the best thing for the customer? If yes – is this the best thing for the employee? If yes, let's just do that thing. Let's figure out a way to do it. Two out of three wins it. Yes. Okay. Now, if you're like right away, like I actually did this today. I just happened to stop down on the sales floor on my way out. And one of the sales managers working with one of the account executives on something. And he said, what do you think? And I said, okay, well, is this the best thing for the client? They said yeah i was like is this the best thing for you he's like definitely i was like then what's the fucking thing three. like let's just do
0: two it i struggle with that part that's the that equilibrium part is the growth because not everyone's great right out the gate so they all they always have a factor of opportunity cost to how much to train that person how much they will be better in the future if you continue to put time and effort into them so like i can't go well my ex-manager is not running how i think the proficiency should be rent i think that he could spend a little bit more time with the customers he can be a little bit more person in like the install i think he can be more communicative to the other team you know i think but like maybe that's the term of like i need to work with him more or i need to and then i struggle with like do i need to find someone else that can
1: yeah so i think art of one of my favorite books of all time is art of war and in art of war there's a story that they tell about it's called the concubine story okay and the without boring everybody about the actual story and i want everyone to if you're really interested go read it you can google it and just watch that clip or learn that clip from the book instead of reading the whole book but go read the whole book the idea is that like the general has to put the concubines in a position to do this dance for the emperor's birthday well if the if the general isn't teaching them exactly what those expectations are and how to do those things if they're not doing everything in their power to put them in a position to win then it's the general's fault like you can't fire someone because they just weren't put in the right place yeah right so like i have an organization that i'm running now where we have there's not any training in place yet right and so in that scenario the, the leadership I gave was like, create. there has to be training for this. So go create some training, spend a couple of days with them, make sure that they have a full understanding and grasp and they know exactly what their expectations should be in every aspect of the business that they're going to be running. And then make sure that you've done everything you can, you've poured into them as much as you can there. From that point on, you have to see a little bit of progress at least. Mm-hmm. right? If there's no progress from there, it's a them problem
0: yeah but you can it's not like like one of them that goes back to us we could talk ourselves into anything you know and i find myself in that position a lot of going well i could spend more time more money well do okay. more training do more f- build them up i could spend more days more weeks yeah but
1: i think that's where you come in and you can look at your generals and say hey have you done everything that you possibly can yeah to put them in a position to win. If they say yes, check that. Like, okay, did you do X? Did you do Y? Did you do Z? They're like, yes, yes, and yes. All right, then if we're not seeing a change, it's not fair to them to stay here because people yeah. don't want to be bad at their job. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an even worse thing to do. And so at the end of the day, like, does keeping that person on staff, is that the best thing for your clients? Probably not. Is that the best thing for them as an employee? It's not. So, like, make the disconnection, right? I don't look at it as, like... Some people do physically just love firing people because they feel the power of it, and that's fucking nuts to me. Like, I have uh, no idea and understanding gonna, about it. Because
0: we are underneath the impression if they fail, we failed.
1: Right, yeah, like, if I'm letting someone go, it's you because hired someone.
0: I, I fucked up. Yeah, you, you hired someone that wasn't right. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that we're on that same train. Like, it's just... That's how we as managers and, and business owners and stuff like that, that's how we see that. And if some kind of one of the partnerships fail or the managers fail or a salesperson fails or a marketer fails, or like even if we did what we're supposed to do, it's a fail. But from the start, you hired someone that was not gonna be right. good. So that's you, you that's the didn't worst see thing. something. But you that's didn't.
1: too like as a leader too, you have to be almost excited as like the silver lining there is that you've done something that has created an opportunity to learn Mm -hmm. right and that's like that's huge that's huge so like what did you learn from hiring this person well people with these types of backgrounds are sometimes not great fits okay so next time i hire somebody if they have this background i might ask a few extra questions or spend spend a little bit more time with them on something else to figure out if this is going to be a good fit i like this thing this new thing that i sent ryan
0: to it was a three-day intensive christian boot camp um where it's half military fitness stuff half relationship with god and family and like the the four pillars you know business and 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 family and, and god and something else whatever it is but i sent him there they make him trudge through the mud. They spray water in your face. They make you take ice baths and you know, ask you personal questions and make you break down. Establish some brotherhood. Blah blah blah. And it's like, see, I'm seeing huge changes with him. Like he's inspired. And like, I would love for you to send one of your people there to see if um, how that. I would want to work. do it
1: myself first. See yeah, it.
0: like it is a really cool. It's in Texas, so it's 150 degrees every day. Um, and they. And they make you dress the same. So there's no specialness. You can have no necklaces, no hats, no sunglasses. No, Everyone has black shoes with no labels. Black socks with no labels. Black shirt, no labels. Black shorts. Can't be cargo shorts. It sounds blah, like, blah, yeah, blah. like some
1: military it's background. It's very
0: military. Yeah. And then if you don't do that, there's punishments for all that kind of stuff where it punishes the group and obviously blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and through this, he grew where he said he broke down three separate times. And like, he's a hard dude. I think you've met Ryan. I'm not sure if you met Ryan or not, but he broke down like hard, like a couple times. And that's something that I couldn't give to him, you know, in my schedule and stuff. Like, I couldn't spend enough time with him to get real, to fix those things that in the background might keep you from being successful and a whole bunch of that self-doubt, that that negative self-talk from problems previous in your life and stuff that holds you back from being a better you. Me and you struggle with being big dudes and stuff like that, and there's obviously something there, some kind of block most of the time for any of that stuff. Same way with people that don't do well in sales or uh, leadership or management or organization or whatever. There's something usually there keeping you from doing that, and they broke down those walls for them, and it was really cool to see. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like a secret brotherhood now. And like, not like the Masons or anything like that, but like he did, he was, he respected it so much. He wouldn't even talk about some of the stuff they did and how they did it. And that's I think that's cool. really cool. And he'll be able now in a leadership point, he'll be able to take that and install that in a lot of his people. But, um, I really want to dive into a little bit more of the fun stuff that you do at, at work. Um, because we do a lot of fun stuff here. You've been a part of some of that stuff where I've tell you bounce ideas off you and stuff like that what are some of the fun things you do to break up the monotony of everyday wake up and grind it's always fun to get a paycheck it's always fun to do like pizza days or donuts bringing in but like what are some like the fun things because i really do take a lot of what you go through and and stuff to kind of model some of my own stuff
1: yeah i think i think the rule of thumb is spending time with the the right group too because like if you spend time with like employees i don't want to say like lower level employees but if you spend time with employees that don't know you super well they can take the things that you say and do to heart and it's not what you meant to get out of that thing you said so like let's say you joke around and you say something, and the people that are close to you in the organization know what you mean. They know like the context of you. Yeah. Where some of the other employees don't they know have no the barometer of what you're. Yeah. So they don't know if I'm being serious, joking, or joking. Or, we'll shut down the
0: division next week if you guys don't make another hundred million. You know, by the end of the quarter or whatever.
1: And they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like that might. That's a good example, right? Like saying something like that, yeah. and then, like, they take that to heart forever, right? So. I think that's one thing to, to, like, always think about is, like, how are you being portrayed and what are the things that you're saying around people that don't know you the best? So you got to be careful with that.
0: One of my favorite things, though, about me and how I operate and how I don't have to, like, be different people. I think you're similar. You can turn on, turn off, I guess. But I'm the same all the time yeah same with me i'm the same but that's all that, the time that, which is what you're saying like yeah, who gets you in trouble and that's kind of like my my thing about consumption on a, on a mass thing that that's out there on the interwebs but like people know us and then they don't know us and they have an idea of what we are and i think a lot of people i hear on this are people that watch the pod and go i didn't know that about you and they're like you know second string friends and things like that and they're like i didn't know that i'm like what's well, a good opportunity for you to like get to know me better without actually having to spend that those moments of where it's a weird thing to talk about like tell me how you got successful or tell me how yeah. the struggles, or tell me blah blah you know tell me how it almost didn't work out or bob like those things are like weird to come up in conversations we've never talked about that kind of stuff and so on the pod they'll consume that and it'll be it'll be fine on the opposite side you know i make a i make a uh my normal personality is truthful all the time. So I don't have to worry about most of the time it being consumed the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I started off my day yesterday of yelling at like three people in a row, like not yelling, yelling, but like very stern dad talk. Yeah. Um, where I caught an employee that was hanging out with one of the salary employees and it was an hourly guy and I go, Hey man, you clocked in. It was just after a workout. So I'm like pumped up. I feel yeah. like a big dog. And I go hey what are you doing and he's like I'm just hanging out you clocked in he goes yeah and I go uh, what what are you doing he's like I'm just hanging out I'm like he goes what do you want me to do I go to work when you're on the clock and he's like oh and he went and like started doing stuff and uh, he had that I was like but I can turn back on I'm like did you have a good weekend he's like uh, are we trying to talk now I go um, just because that you were in the wrong there doesn't mean I don't like you anymore It's like you have to know that you did wrong, but I'm still your I'm still your buddy Like I'm still the caring boss. I don't I don't really care Like that stuff, but you can't do that other stuff anymore So now I have a thing where the managers have to be if the employees are gonna clock in the managers must be here That's a new rule. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't care anymore. There's too much of like they come in they might load up They might take a poop. They might go make coffee. They might go do whatever and then they leave like half an hour 45 minutes well we're talking about eight to 10 employees yeah, at 20 of- to 30 bucks an hour like that becomes a lot of money in the mornings every single morning 300 300 plus days a year so now we have a new rule of that and but I'm the same person where they ask me like are are we cool I'm like we're very cool just don't do that anymore yeah like they're like we didn't know that that was like you could do that and stuff I go well I I've been cool with it for a minute thinking maybe that's a once off dude has been here for an hour and he just came out of the bathroom blah 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 maybe that's a one-off thing i don't care but now i've seen you do it five times a week i'm like i'm not paying for that you know that's not that's not on me you know do all that stuff show up to work let's get ready to go let's kill it and so now i have a new rule for the time being that the managers must be here
1: um if the employees are gonna get any hours so i think i think for me too for those types of situations. It's important for me or the the person leading that person directly is understanding what their goals are too. So like even if I don't know the whole company and every person in it, I like to have an understanding of the people that are like downwind from me to understand like what those goals are and their aspirations, right? So if I were to have the opportunity – to talk to somebody in that position, in that scenario, and I know what their goals are, I know that they want to be a manager someday, I know that they want to make X amount of dollars someday, I know that they want to buy a house soon or whatever it is, I'd be like, hey, is this the most efficient use of your time right now? But, uh, a lot of times they're not going to know how to answer that.
0: right? Yes, and that's where we come in and kind of develop a plan. I had that similar thing with a salesperson. Um, uh, I can't. He's been part of this thing before But I had a similar thing He's He came to me and he was like I think you owe an explanation why I haven't been performing The last six weeks blah blah And he's like I, I haven't seen my kids In two years I haven't You know I've been very lonely I bought a dog that didn't help I live with my mom I Blah 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 and I'm like As your friend I feel that dude That sucks On the opposite side it has no bearing Whatsoever on work stuff And so what is your goals because right now you're floundering before at least you were excited and you had something to look forward to and now you kind of got in the zone you got a couple sales underneath your bell and you're doing good now what do you want to do do you want to have a family do you want to have new kids or go establish a relationship with your old kids do you want to you know you know whatever buy a house do you want to whatever you want to go do right like he goes I don't, I don't know I go we're not going to leave you this conversation until you figure out what you want to do. So take five minutes and think about what your next thing to do. And then I'm going to motivate you to do that. I go, this free ride is over. So the car, the gas, the salary, the, everything is gone at the end of October. It's gone. Unless you can hit this metric. It's done. I know that you, the, the problem with you is you've already proven that you can do this job but you're lacking motivation to go out and do it. It's not overcoming all those. Is he a salesperson? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's there's also like the weirdest pattern that I see with especially younger salespeople. Is he a younger guy? Yeah. Yeah. Younger than us. I mean, I would say like anyone under 40.
0: Yeah. And like. I don't have anybody over 40 except for Ryan. Yeah.
1: So like one thing that I've seen is like I can almost guarantee and now we have like things processes in place to try to help negate this but what i see a lot happen with salespeople is that they'll have their first big month and it's kind of like the old like saying of like storming norming and performing there's always like they think they've gotten through the storm and that they figured it out and they've made like the biggest commission that they've ever made in their lives right and then Let's say to get there, they worked out every morning. They meditated or prayed every morning, and then they would get into sales and they would crush it for that time. And they all they knew the questions to ask, they knew the flow to follow, they knew everything that they needed to do to get a sale. They knew how they were following up a ton and like making sure the pipeline was taken care of and doing all the things that it took. And then they did very well. They got this fat sixteen twenty twenty five thousand dollar paycheck. And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, maybe I don't need to work out every day. Correct. Maybe I don't need to pray or meditate every day. Maybe I... Let me cut
0: some of the processes Yeah, out.
1: let me start creating little shortcuts. a little bit cuts.
0: more work that didn't bring me that much money, so I'm going to cut that out. Yeah, blah, blah,
1: blah. right? And then all of a sudden, that next month, they've cut their commission in, by 50%, and they already went out and bought a new car, they bought a new place, all these things. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, are you doing everything the same? No. It's like, okay, what were you doing that you're not doing now? Well, I used to work out every morning. I haven't been working out, okay? What else? Well, I used to meditate every morning. I haven't done the meditation. I used to journal at night. I'm not journaling. It's like all these things that have to happen for you to even put yourself in a position to win, you're cutting those out because you think it's you're creating a shortcut for yourself. Yeah. And then they bounce back. So there's like a storming, a norming, and then performing again. So like sometimes you just have to be cool with like, like I have a couple salespeople – right now that are getting to the point of like their third year in a career with us and they're starting to want to know like well what's next for me well it's like okay well let's go back to the goals what kind of goals and we do it a very strict goal setting process that starts in November i think i introduced you to this
0: the and- the metrics were the 1 through 10 scoring everything, that that one? No, or this
1: one's different. This is where you literally talk about, like, what do you want for you in the next year? Okay. And we have them actually create um, dream boards, like put all the stuff on there that you want next year. Let's tally that up. What's it going to cost to get you to what you want next year? And let's work our way backwards and say, okay, well, we know for like this one, for 3BG especially, it's like, okay, we know that you make $76 a minute while you're on the phone. Okay, You averaged six hours of talk time every week. That's going to get you to, let's say, around $30,000 in sales, which is going to bring you, let's say, $1,500 a month in commission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, that's six hours out of a 40- to 50-hour work week. Yeah, what can you do? What can we do? Yeah. Okay. Or in real estate, too, it's the same thing. It's like, what are your goals What do you need? What are those key things that you have that you've now learned from storming Normium and performing? What are those things that you know that you have to do every day to set yourself up for success? Right. We see it's an old Sandler rule too, which is understanding that people, especially people that don't want to own their own companies, don't want to be leaders, especially need to be woken up and then told, okay, what are the behaviors that I can do every day to be successful? Well, once you know those behaviors, you can identify them and then you can execute on those behaviors. Then your attitude becomes a lot better. Right. And then once your behaviors and your attitude are good, then your technique starts to get better. Right. And that's when you start to hit to that performing phase. So just like having them understand, okay, what are your goals next year? Financially, what are those goals? Okay. To get to that amount of time, you would have to be on the phone 10 hours a week. Is that feasible? No, I can't get to 10 because I'm taking Fridays off because my daughter has this thing. Okay. We can't get the extra. So what happens? It has to be efficiency, right? So how, what are, let's look at your phone calls, your sales calls. Let's look at your approach, all these things that you're doing. Where can we create some more efficiency for you so we can create that $76 a minute to $90, $100 a minute if you're going to be taking Fridays off, right?
0: I like that I started doing a thing with a lot of my employees when I sit down to do goals because most of my people are you know pretty fortunate like to make a good living like I don't have a lot of dogs on the team like I don't know anybody that's just trudging in and doing the bare minimum it's such a small percentage but they have a hard time achieving the goal still you we've all met these people they go from making 50 30 to sixty thousand dollars and then we show them an the opportunity to make 120 plus. And then they're still in the same position five years later. And it's amazing because, like, they just go more discretionary stuff. They go out to dinner more. They go buy, you know, more vacations. More TVs. Better cars, better better houses. Yeah, yeah, the exact same thing. But their lives are pretty much the same. You know, maybe not better cars or better houses even. You know, it's like they find a way to spend the money on Pokemon cards or whatever. You know, like, seriously. And so I have been like, what is your... What is the opposing argument for me starting a bank account that you have no control over? Like, it's underneath your name and stuff like that, but I rip up all the stuff and I'm an access point on it or whatever like that. We start a thing and like 10% of your money goes in there. Like, what's your, what's your pot? Well, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if, are you going to miss 10% of your money? And 10% might be Seventeen thousand dollars. When you look at the people are making one hundred seventy thousand dollars, and it might be five thousand dollars for someone who's making fifty thousand dollars. But I'm like ten percent of your money. Is that going to change anything for you? He's like, no. Like that's basically just cigarette money or whatever. Yeah. Let's take that, and you don't have that much saved right now. It's usually happening to people that that don't save a dollar. Yeah. You know, even the people that make five thousand dollars a week. They don't have it. So you set up another bank account that they don't have access to, no credit cards, no debit cards, or nothing like that, and you just save that money. And then we put a a name on that account, new house money, vacation money, do whatever, and then that comes thing, and then we have a celebration, you get the money out, and you go do that thing. And, And that's been sort of a motivator for a lot of people of being like, well, I just never thought about just, I mean, even if it's 2%, Five percent doesn't matter what it is. Take some percent out of your money to pay you first. Profit first. Have you ever read that book? Oh, it's a great book. Profit first is a wonderful book. Um, I just put in practice the beginning or the late of last year um, because I was in a position where I thought that we had been we 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 should be further along. Yeah, ten million dollars or twenty million dollars in sales or what? No, thirty million dollars in sales so far, maybe more. I don't know, but. 1800 plus projects over the last six years ton and i thought we should have a little bit more of a substantial back, like cash but then i figured out that because every time it gets up there i go buy New box trucks, new vehicles. I You we, reinvest we, in the we, business. We go take people out on crazy adventures. We do um, more training. We do um, just a lot of different stuff. We go buy another supercar to give away. Something like that when I think that we have too much money. And what was happening there is I wasn't doing profit first. Pay yourself first. And so we open another bank mm-hmm. account that has no bearing. It is not with the same bank that I go with normally and, and everything. And, and, and just a fraction of the money goes in there we ain't calling a profit we're just calling a fraction of them because everything uh, a customer gets done with the roof or the window project that gets immediately funded in full and whatever comes into that account Mm -hmm. a fraction of that goes into the next account and then that helps me save to pay off the factory it helps me pay off the machines it helps me do all that kind of stuff and that just sits in there until a time where those loans are executed and we can pay off all that stuff and i have
1: extra money so So you ended up doing for yourself what you were doing for your team.
0: I did it for me first, okay, to make sure. But then when it gets up, you know, because it starts small. I mean, I get small. Like I didn't think like I can't take if we get thirty thousand dollars funded. I'm not taking five grand of that and put it in a separate account. I probably need that to fund my business. So I mean, it was like if I got funded on thirty thousand, it'd be like five hundred bucks. But now it's up to like one hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars or something like that in an account that I don't miss that money and it's separated from the general pool of money that I operate the company with. And so now, when I make things like, should I buy a million dollars worth of coils, or should I buy five hundred thousand dollars coils, or quarter million yeah. dollars of coils? I can be more aggressive or not aggressive. The money's already accounted for off to the side, so I'm not missing that at all. Yeah, I don't see like that. That's there, you know. I so, do check on it just to see, yeah. you know, what's going on. But like, it's been fruitful, you know. Why should a company that does ten million dollars a day only have five hundred thousand dollars worth of profits every year or less? Like that doesn't make any sense. Well, the fact is that I'm buying way more stuff and I'm I'm investing way more stuff. We just did um, the walls all the way around the factory with the with the scrap metal and there was a cost to that. Um, we did some roofs for free, you know, there's a cost to that. Um, but I've been making those decisions on that, that that uh bunk of money sitting there and I'm like, we're fine. We got so much money in there, we'll do some stuff free. Now I can put I'm still saving and paying myself yeah. first to Speed up the process of paying off all the debtors and things like that. Right, and, and it's been really nice. And so now we do it employees, and it's nice. I'm sure that you have something like that as well.
1: Well, what what we do is we yeah we have it. We set a budget for we have quarterly events. The rooftop has been really helpful for that, right? Because we can just do events up there. Um, I do a special one for the sales leadership team. That's actually this Friday. Um, I don't know exactly exactly what the plans are i know i have to go down to india at some point on saturday on friday so we have a budget set aside for those so there's quarterly events there's yearly events for the sales leadership team and you know i try my best not to like it sounds good to like have a theme of business there that's kind of tough to do when you're just like out on a party boat or you know at that golf place down in india or whatever top golf so instead it's more of like okay what are some of the big initiatives that i want to start like i know i'm gonna launch but i need to start getting buy-in from the team so that's like something i'll be that'll be like the topic of discussion for the day right and we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff and yeah, I
0: have a hard time using those platforms to then yeah. m- then have the undercurrent of what i've actually want to accomplish i try to make those events just like this is a fun thing for That's, you guys it's fun thing yeah. like we're not doing anything crazy i'm not gonna be like by the way we're 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 splitting commissions now with whatever <laughs> you know we're gonna we're gonna cash out the other people different monies and you know we're gonna affect your you know 401k plans are slashed you know whatever i don't want to do any of that stuff i try to just make
1: it you know, it definitely has to be a positive thing if you were to do anything but like sometimes i'll see people like Hey, we're going to do an outing and we're going to do, you know, we're going to be talking about it's like, god, that's so tough to just like focus on it. So I just try to like mention something that I want people to really think about so that when it when we're back in the office and we start diving into something, there's already thought put into their input and you know, the people on the team that you can count on are going to put together some crazy reports or present something of their idea, then things move forward so it's been working well for us but to answer the original question yeah, yeah. Like, so we budget for those parties every quarter so at least at one every quarter and those do not have any conversation it's just partying or having a good time or doing something great um you should try the casino and hear the me casino out casino night or going up to a casino
0: yeah going up to a casino i did it with the salespeople them all 200 bucks. Um, and I said they have to spend $200. You put $200, you know, on a safe bet and you make $30, but you bet all 200, you can just be done and take your $30 winnings and yeah. go home. And it's I because I'm so analytical, will watch everyone do this stuff. I'm not in it at all. I'll watch them and it's funny to see how they'll do it and you get a better understanding of who those people are in those moments because yeah. there's the thrill seekers. There's the I don't care about this, so whatever. There's the people of like this two hundred dollars will be good because now I get to eat Ruth Chris, you know, there's yeah. or pay my phone bill or whatever. Um there's there's scared money, there's 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 loose money out there, there's like, well, I made two hundred dollars, let's see if I can turn it into a thousand, you know, whatever. Um I like that. If you can if you can hold yourself back and not get in the rhythm of what the casino's trying to accomplish And just use that for what it is. $200 per person is real reasonable. You probably spend that on average when you take your people to Top Golf,
1: Or just for lunch. I mean, like lunch downtown for – we do a team lead lunch every month. So the team lead, it's like a skip level meeting. So it's like how can the team leads not have to deal with their sales manager or the director of sales but talk to me directly. We do that once a month, and that's just a lunch. I mean, that lunch is easily 200 bucks. Really? Yeah. I'm talking about per person. Oh, yeah. So, like, when you
0: go to the per person. So, like, just doing that, I know that you like to get into the psyche of the people, and I like to delve in and be able to, like, I can't help them unless I know who they are. Yeah. And a lot of times they're not forthcoming with that. And so, like, taking a guy like i don't have a lot in common with with uh with ryan's oldest brother like we never talk but like getting into him and is he an employee as well he's an employee as well um he's Ryan's older brother i think so he's like 50 he's the oldest person that works at perfect steel um and i just don't have any basis he likes motorcycles i don't care about motorcycles he likes um quiet nights reading books with his wife i don't do that obviously um like, I, we just don't have no, – there's no common ground there. He's a great employee, and I value him and everything like that. But besides that, he's not, like, super into, like, roofing or, like, whatever. He just wants to do a job, and he got tired of being a cop or in a coal miner. That was his other jobs. So, like, whatever. And so – but learning that when you give him the $200, you see them kind of, like, phase in and out They're like, what am i gonna do yeah and then they have to make split judgments sometimes there's followers in the group let's all put it down blah blah you see how many people follow into that? Uh, it's eight and
1: guys together and put on black that is correct so like, like who
0: did that who put that team together exactly but those you can kind of you can kind of get some actionable data from those kind of people you know like i like that you know yeah. who can rally the team who just inspired everyone to lose 200 dollars? you know yeah. like That's a cool thing, or ride the wave up and down with them, or whatever. And who can still have a good time after they lost everything? What What was their perceptions like after? Like, are they just pouting? Like, can we go now? Like, blah blah. blah. Or they're like, dude, that was amazing. Thank you you so much
1: for bringing this up. Yeah, that's a cool.
0: There's a cool thing. So, like, I recommend that you do that one time. Any level employee. It doesn't matter if it's your because the accountant will act one way, and the marketer will act one way, and the salesperson, the canvassers, whatever, they'll all act different, and I love it.
1: Yeah, I like that idea.
0: I man. love it. It's a cool. And then they have meeting rooms for absolutely nothing. If you spend money there, we have a sales guy here that ran one of the casinos here, or at least part of whatever that casino was, and he got us a free room up there, or it was like a hundred bucks, and uh, and then we could watch like the horses go around oh yeah like the chariot things or whatever they yeah, do yeah yeah and um we got to watch that as we're having a sales meeting so it was kind of like a nice ambiance yeah. and, and and things like so i i think that's a cool thing that no one else is doing that would be kind of a cool thing for you because you kind of like you would pick up on everything that i picked up on
1: i have a i have a new guy that reached out to me for some advice some like financial advice and i was like oh boy mm. i was like what's up and he's And his deal was, he's like, hey, so, you know, I had 60 grand savings. I tried to start this business with this guy, didn't work, and now I'm here. So, okay. He's like, what are your thoughts? I'm thinking that I move back home with my parents, because I'm paying almost $3,000 a month in rent. I want to move back in with my parents, put some savings together, and then go buy my own place. I was like, okay, so what I, so I asked him, I said, how are you going to feel moving back in with your parents? He's like, it's going to be awful. I was like, okay. One thing that, and I forget which book this came from, but there's a book that talks about like two different philosophies of people, right? There's the and people and or people. And him in that spot is definitely an or. Like, I can. I can go stay home with my parents, save up, and then buy a house. and I was like, well, like you're gonna be making close to like i mean this this paycheck because of him starting and when it's like, okay, maybe you make eight grand this month, but then after that, I mean it's probably gonna be around sixteen and then around twenty, and then who knows from there? so can't you stay where you are now, feel good about yourself, be able to bring a girl home to a place that you're proud of? he's a young guy still partying out meeting people can't you do that and save up to buy a house and he's like yeah for sure and i was like why isn't that the option so let's do that because i think like a bigger po- point of that especially for salespeople, is that there has to be that next thing that you're trying oh to save for so or buy us or too. oh, for it, us too, it, yeah. it
0: affects us even more i I I've seen the most miserable I've seen you is when you've been stagnant. Oh yeah, just not when making it's a like, move on something. It's or. cool. Business making money, kids are healthy, wife's happy, everything's good. But I've seen you the most unhappy when it's just like flatlined. Yeah. You're like, everything's up and running. So then what do you do? You go get involved in other businesses, you go do yeah. that stuff. And then like obviously, like that's what I wanted from you from the beginning is like I wanted you to be a mercenary CEO. Like that's I just wanted you to be, be a Merc and be like, hey. I got this problem that only you can solve. You're going to fly over to Tunisia and take out the bad guys. Like <laughs> yeah. instead of like that, it's like the books, it's like salespeople. I want you to bring them up. I, I think that that's where like, if I can imagine like your best life is like, that's what I want you to be. Yeah, like. I
1: think, I think that that's fun too. Cause I love like the biggest, the thing that's been like my North star, I guess has been like, can I take the skills and the things that I've done in my life And teach those to somebody else and then have them become successful from that. Like, that's been, like, the best thing. Yeah. And so working through that with him, it was awesome because I was like, yes, because I found myself consistently working with especially sales managers and sales executives of, like, okay, so what do you want out of life? Like, what don't you have yet? Like, what do you want? Because you can have this and that. You don't have to have this or this. Like, we have to come with an and uh, uh, an and philosophy, which speaks a lot to um, people that have, like, the abundance mindset versus, like, the scarcity mindset. So especially with salespeople, I think one of the things that had made me be quasi-successful so far is I grew up, one, having a handicapped sister that took pretty much, like, all of the attention. So I've been somebody that always enjoys getting the attention. Yeah. Right. Because of that. And you grew up fast. And fast. Another thing was my mom was poor, but my grandfather was wealthy. And so what that what happened is we would go without food or without clothes or whatever. And then in the last hour, our grandfather would swoop in and be able to give us those things that we wanted or needed. And what that did over time was created this absurd abundance mindset. That is like, I can always figure out how to get to that next rung. Yeah. And that's also too, like why I like to put together the, like an investment on a project too, because not only am I helping the salespeople, but I'm also helping people that are looking to invest and not get their hands dirty or do that, all the processes and procedures that it takes. All of that together has been built from an abundance mindset that we can get a deal done. We can put something together that works.
0: Yeah. And everybody wins. And everybody wins. Everybody wins.
1: I think that's the biggest thing that's consistently in sales. Everyone always thinks of like salespeople. They think of like the used car salesman or the vacuum salesman and all that stuff. And it's like, well, to me, sales is the most noble profession out there. It's more noble than being a doctor and some of these other things because to me, and I'm not talking shit about doctors, but like, if you get your leg amputated or you have to have an ambulance take you somewhere because you have a heart attack or something, you don't know what the cost is that you're going to incur to do that. right? You just get a bill. Sales people are trying to solve pain and of course they want to be compensated for that ability and I think that's what rub people the wrong way sometimes. But in the end, if you think about it, if you're solving pain and like let's say that, you know, I'm working, I worked, I don't work with him anymore, the contract's done, but we did very well together. But I helped a business owner scale up his three person sales team. I was like, all right, we're gonna get it to three guys, and then I'm gonna piece out. I got other stuff to do too. And I think with your skills and what you have going on in your budget, this would work. So like b- being able to scale that up quickly and then being able to then get out even though I wanted to kind of stick around for a while, but just being able to have like taking what I've learned over the years and then use that at that level has been one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah,
0: we love that. You love it in a different sense than I do. I love it what it does for the people that I have an effect on. We don't like to negatively infect anybody. Like We don't want any decisions that we make to negatively infect and, and like affect people. We just want... Our decision, we make a decision. It's usually good for absolutely everyone, not just us. Um, And that's what I get off on. I like just doing that. I like making good decisions where everyone does better. And you and me are similar. We've all had top dogs, and we've been um, systematically programmed to treat those guys like gold, you know? Because when you get up, like, we've all had jobs, like, I'm sure, from Mm -hmm. the, the tube place or wherever you worked before you started your company and, like... Those people got the most attention. Those got people got the, the managers put up with the most shit mm-hmm. um, from those guys to keep those guys that were like golden boys because that was like the lifeblood of the business.
1: Right.
0: When I find out in business later on in life is that those guys are not as worth as much as a team. A good team is always going to produce more than two of the most yeah. efficient, most, you know, you know,
1: well, it's an old African proverb. It's, uh, if you want to go far, or if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, build a team. Yeah. Right. So that, I mean, that's a normal thing. I think, and I don't think anybody really realizes that like, cause they
0: get lost. Those people leave eventually,
1: you know, those people will
0: go on and do other stuff or something happens in their life and then you're stuck. You focused all your time and babysitting those people and 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 you don't have anything to fall back on. I never be like, this guy might leave, blah blah blah. He got a job offer somewhere else. I'm like, that's good for him. I'm happy for him. Like, aren't you afraid of like what it will do? I was like, No, there's like two or three guys that want his spot. Like, this is awesome. Like it's gonna create such a vacuum.
1: I've never wanted that's one thing too that I had to like really get over is like putting yourself like pouring into somebody a ton and then they find a really great opportunity and then they leave. I think I, one of the things that I loved about, um, you know, who Ken Griffin is, so he owns Citadel. It's a it's a hedge fund. Ken Griffin uh, pays all of his like all of his. I think it's once you make VP, you make close to a million dollars a year, Damn. right? So he pays them a ton, but then his expectations of are the nice. output are insane. Yeah, there's a great one of my buddies works for him now. And there's a great story that he told. So Ken uh, is mainly he just moved the the main offices for Citadel into Miami, but he still has a obviously a huge office in New York. And he was randomly in New York one day, and it's the a new kid got hired straight out of Harvard Business, like ready to take on the world. It's his first day at Citadel. He got, walks in the elevator, goes up a few floors. It opens up. And it's Ken. Ken gets on the elevator with this kid. And this kid's like, oh, hey, Mr. Griffin, like, I'm so excited. Like, I'm, I've been, I've always wanted to work for you and for Citadel. I'm so excited. I'm going to work my ass off for you. I just want you to know that you can trust that I'm going to be the guy and you're going to see me as an executive someday. <coughs> just talking him up, right? Yeah. <coughs> and I'm going to do all these great things and I'm going to work my ass off, blah, blah. Ken looks at him and he goes, okay, what are you reading right now? And the kid's like, well, I'm not reading anything because I'm just trying to pour everything into Citadel. And I want to just like make sure that I get on the right foot here. So everything, all my focus, 100% is into Citadel. Doors open up. He goes, all right, you're fired. And he walks off the elevator. That was that kid's first day. And it's because Ken has learned, Ken has learned that the people that he wants working for him, he wants them to keep progressing and getting better. And he thinks that reading is obviously one of the best ways to do that. Which, of course, it is. Yeah. But being able to hold the accountability that strong without whim, like it's quite possible that he got home that day and didn't remember he did that because that's the program that's like the, that. the standards that he wants set for the business
0: that's a cool I wish I could be like that not in the same sense to be kind of heartless in a way but I I wish that I could follow my own rules sometimes and yeah and, and have that thing. the hardest thing. but we see people we see some light in people that I think a lot of times like other oh, people didn't see like he's got this gift or I just got to bring it out of them and things and it's like never works out but I wish that I could hold that standard. I mean, I do want everyone to do better, and I do want to do that stuff, but I also think that there's a place for some companies, especially mine, um, where I could take someone who doesn't have the skills or the knowledge or to progress and then give them that. I would never expect someone like that. Maybe from Harvard, I'd expect that you, you should be better than yourself so you can be better for us. With these people, you know, like, I get random people all the time. I got a guy from a Porsche dealership that just left and signed on here, um, and he was selling you know half a million dollar GT3 RSs, you know, um, and making hundred plus thousand dollars a year, and he wants to come work for you because the culture's better, you know. I got a guy that was living in his car out um, of divorce um, because they wouldn't let him. She changed the locks on the house, and so he was living at like a Planet Fitness inside of his car, and then going to the shower and still going to work every day, never being late. You don't think I checked up on that? Hundred percent true, dude never was late did his job every day just wants to better himself and get enough money to go see his kids and fight the divorce and everything like that but like dude through all that struggle could maintain where other people would break like i have a spot for you like i may not ask you are you reading every day but like i see something in you like other people go like his life is a mess i don't want to have his problems become my problems Yep. i enjoy that i i love that i mean It's it's nuts, and it's more than what if you were a high level person. It's probably more than you could take on. If you have if if you have a hundred million dollar plus company, you probably don't have the time to dwell, delve into their lives and and, and fix all I their. Mean, I mean, they at Like, yeah. a,
1: they did like, I think they did like thirty four billion dollars in profit last year. Thirty four billion, billion, yeah. And everyone else was down last year, and they did thirty. I think they grew. Everyone. Everyone went down seven percent in the in that business last year, and they were up seventeen or something like that. I know, but like to me though, like those are like what I learned from that story. For me, was like, how am I not like being heartless? Because like some people look at that and see what that is. I mean, the kid's a business Harvard a Harvard Business School graduate. Like he'll be fine. He'll find a job, but. It's the it's the it's the standards that he set. You see what I'm saying? I'm like,
0: having that same meeting with my managers, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, we we're, we're doing great the way we are. Our customers, for the most part, are very happy. Our our employees, for the most part, are very happy. Um, the processes are getting better for the most part. Everything's good, but the standard is just like a very attainable standard. Yeah, we're not striving. For crazy amount of standard. and I had to have a conversation because everyone eventually wants more, right? And for a management team, you have to create those opportunities for doing either more business, become more economical, do things faster, cheaper, more quality with less money. Like those are like the the the, the things. Yeah. And so if that only comes from getting better at what you do and holding the standards way higher. So I had a meeting with the with the upper thing. I was like, we don't have to do any more money at this point. We're fine. But we're gonna have to hold ourselves to a higher standard if everyone wants to grow if we're at if everyone's making thirty thousand dollars a year now just for example and everybody wants to go to 50 like that money doesn't come out from doing no more money we have to be better at like waste we have to be better at efficiencies and all that stuff to then keep them but it's not the easy boat that we're in right now where we just please customers and halfway please our employees and, and do all that stuff we have to go like to 10. There's no walking in at a certain time, whenever time you feel like. There's no leaving at a certain time, leaving stuff unfinished. There's no, well, this weekend I got stuff to do. There's like we, we are handling stuff in the moment. There's right. fires every day that we don't get to until Monday because that's when we, that's when we work again. That all stuff goes away if you guys want to do that, but I'll take you guys to a different place if that's what you want. So I had to wait. It's been a month since I had the first meeting where I go, you guys got to think. You guys got families that's important to you. You guys got, you know, motorcycle riding or golf or whatever. Right. That stuff's going to suffer. At some point, it's going to suffer. It'd be better for everything in the future, but that might be two years away from now. But what do you guys want to do? And I'm not going to make the decision for you. I'm happy the, the I'm happy mostly with the way things are because everyone's good. Everyone's taken care of, and there's there's enough that I can take care of my people. If anything goes wrong, we're, we're solid. But... In the future, if you guys want more and you guys come to me in two years and we're like, we want more. And I'm like, we didn't do any more. Like, we're good. Like, what do you guys want to do? And to make it their decision to mm-hmm. want more. And so that's Thursday and Friday is about. And they can decide, like, we're good. We want to ride this out. And I'll find a different avenue to then strive for and, and do stuff personally um, or with different groups. But it has to get the buy-in from the managers at a top level. And yeah. so that'll be an exciting meeting. Um, hopefully next mm-hmm. time we talk. You know, it'll be, I can have some more news for you, but I'm excited to have that conversation with you yeah. because we've never done that. It's just been me carrying this thing on my back for the longest time and filling in all the gaps. That all goes away because part of that process is you can't rely on me for anything. I can't make metal for you anymore, okay? I can't do sales meetings. I can't take TO phone calls. I can't go out and canvas. I can't have sales Meetings, canvaser meetings, I can't um, go solve customer problems, I can't go install roofs, I can't drive the the truck and go deliver metal, I can't do all that stuff because that as a time suck for me cost this company way more money for me to do it yes. than if you guys would get better at your jobs. Yep. Arguably.
1: Yeah. So I think a standards conversation is always strong to remind the team too. But understanding like, like sometimes people are like, well, how do I change this now? especially like companies have been around for 30 40 years, right? And it's a new maybe it's a third generation taking over or maybe that's always right. An employee bought it out and now they're trying to make changes. It's like, well, it's still very doable to go out and change the standards for the team. You just have to have a really good understanding of your team and understanding of like what your approach is going to be and then following through through that approach.
0: I'd like to pick your brain about one one more thing. How do you get your – me and you have been – we talk a lot about our spouses and when we have meetings because, like, it's one of the only things we can commiserate about is, like, sometimes our business life definitely bleeds into our personal life Mm -hmm. in the fact that we're not there for certain things, we miss a lot of stuff, we're not – she's changed a 1,000, maybe 50,000 diapers now, Mm -hmm. and you've changed handfuls, you know. It's Mm -hmm. like how do you get – the spouse on board when you're going to make a change to do something crazy um that might be very good for the family and very good for your future and stuff but you have to get the buy-in now um and i'll just tell you why this is coming up is when i have interview salespeople. i'm like it's 12 three and six appointments and what i want to tell you and be very clear about is that no more dinners with your family at 6 o'clock is the most opportune time to meet with someone who needs a roof or windows or whatever because they've worked all day, and they're going to take two hours of their night from 6 to 8 and speak with you about your their project, and they want to hear, they want you to be on, and that's the time slots that get filled up every single day. Yep. Every single day. So there's no more you clock out at 5 and go home, pick up dinner on the way, and you know eat with your family, put the kids in the bath. Um, read them books, and, and lay in bed with your wife till you fall asleep. There's, there, that is gone. you can back at 9 o'clock. You're going to eat leftovers in the fridge and go to bed. Good news is you can wake up at 10 o'clock because you don't have anything but a 12 right. o'clock. So if it's two hours away, you're going to sleep in a little bit. But that's your life. And most of the people are like, I just don't think that I can do that. Or I have people going, I want to do this. And I go, you got to take you know, five days before I want to have another conversation with you. Talk to your wife. And then come back five days later, and they're like, no. Even if it would double their income,
1: yeah. So your question is, how do you help other people?
0: No, how do how yourself? do you how do you how did you have an original conversation or how did you work through the processes? Erin is a wonderful, yeah, she's wonderful. I like, I have met her in passing. But I've never like spent time. I would love to spend time with her because she is a she keeps your house in order. All those kids are happy. Yeah,
1: she's amazing, and
0: she's very happy with you for the most part. Yeah, and so I don't know. I I don't know. You think you're a cool guy, but like you know, she's I see only just loving posts all the time from social media and stuff. So I wondered how did you convince her that you're going to lead this life and you're going to put in sixty hours a week minimum, which I know you do, and they come at weird hours, but. I know you put that in, whether you're gone traveling, whatever like that. How did you have an either original conversation or through the process of how did you get her on board with this is what I'd like to do and I'd like you to be on board?
1: Yeah, I think I got super lucky, so I don't have like the greatest answer here, but like I got very lucky in the fact that when we started dating, I was just in the infancy stages of creating 3BG and so this is really all she's ever known was these types of scheduling and this type of, and this type of work ethic. I think that to continue that though, like there's, it, it comes down to a few things. One is overly communicating all of this to each other and talking about it all the time. That's the best thing to do, but really is like, it's, it's really about your time management though, as well. Right. So like, what are, what's everyone's goals? right is is if she wants to be able to stay home and focus on the children and live that type of lifestyle are you comfortable with me working nights sometimes or having to get the laptop out and stuff like that and like she has to they have to you have to have that open honest and transparent communication up front to do that but really at your end for me, I like to like set the expectations like very low that, you know, it's like for a long time, it wasn't like I had to work, Yeah, you know, and, and now it's better because, you know, I've learned how to time box my life so that when I'm in business mode, I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. And so efficiency comes with, training the right people up so that you can delegate properly and understand what can be delegated and what can't be delegated. And if it can't, why not? Right. And if you're doing a good job in hiring people around you that are much smarter than you, they're going to be able to take those tasks anyways and do a thousand percent better with those tasks than you ever would. Right. Even like things that I am known to be good at is training other people that are once they've learned those skills or they had those tools that they can go out and be way better than me. So that's like the biggest thing. And so now, you know, I work a little late sometimes just because our sales team is, I have a group of people in Manila right now. Um, three BG is pretty much done five at six o'clock. So that one's a little different because it's B2B, but like being able to like, you know, I'm like, open for communication but i'm really home and available most nights now um but it took a long time of like open communication with my wife like when it's family time like putting the phone down and like being present there and getting the most out of that time because what are we all doing this for in the first place we're doing this yeah for our families for the most part so why don't we take advantage of that time that we have with them so for me it's it's time management it's hiring the right people around you like i want to be in awe of the people around me like i have a few people i'm thinking of right now that i know that when i pass over a project or i'm like hey here's my thoughts run with it they go do a way better job than i would right yeah so that's that's how I've been doing it now, and just making sure that I'm overly communicating with my wife on all those things
0: that's that's good I find myself making promises in the future that's what I find out uh, yeah. i do like i I go listen it's not gonna be a short time. he's gonna be five before I'm like available available you know because I'm in the infancy stage still, even though it's been six years. I still think that I mean it
1: takes God it takes people think it happens overnight mm. I mean they only see like the end result. Sometimes they see you pull up in the nice car. They stop. They see you in the nice house. What they don't see are those, all those hours at night. And you don't, and a lot of times you don't, you can't even express that to somebody because no one gives a shit about your own. They're, you know, like they, everyone has their own shit. So like, you can't even like convey that to people.
0: Yeah. I'm really lucky that I'm so attainable. I'm an open. Like if you walk, 30 feet that way, that's my office, and there's no doors, there's no nothing. And they'll see me, if I'm in here at 5 a.m. when the roofers start to get here, they go, did you stay here all night? They know. like So no one ever, like the managers, no one can question that I work more than everybody else or work harder than everybody else. I'm the one that cleans the floors. I'm the one that that fills in the gaps that are making panels at –
1: that's o'clock. always been my problem with like my weight, like because I've lost probably a thousand pounds over the years, yeah of like losing weight, gaining it back, losing because that's always been one thing that I always wish I could just crush. and I've just never put myself first to focus on it ever yeah, but yeah. like that's something I've always bummed me out because I always wanted to be like, okay, if Shane can go lose a hundred pounds, then I can pretty much do anything then
0: you're you've always been an athlete, and so it's like, if you could go back to that, that would be your best life. But we get caught up in like, but I could wake up in the morning with my kids. Or I could have morning coffees with the boys at work and get a head start on the day.
1: Um, so like, yeah. So like that, going back to the and mentality. So like I've been, and I had a late, I'm trying to problem solve an issue the last few days. So I've been staying up super late. It's like just this morning, I didn't get to work out this morning or even take a walk. Have you been anything. working out? Yeah. Good, man. But But not it's still not as consistent, consistent as yeah, i want it to you, be yeah. and so i'm getting a trainer i'm doing all those things Good. so that i have a little bit more accountability there but again it's like all right can i get home in time cuz this one call i want to be in my office for this call or i want to be home in time to take the kids to school or whatever it is we still fight with that i mean to say that just cuz like we're on top of the pyramid or whatever that we don't have to do that like no. we still fight with all the same
0: things and that's why that's what i'm saying like there's there's stuff that you have to give up a lot of these times to, to get what you want. The people that are smarter than us um, and had a better head start or more opportun- opportunities that came at more maybe don't have to work as hard as us. I, I tell this almost every podcast, like I am not the dumbest person, but I'm pretty dumb as far as the scale of things go um so i have to work harder that's where i create the value yeah you know i might have a good personality and i might be able to figure things out practically like you figuring out the deck and things like that i might have a mind for that but i can't figure out how to go to do opportunity costs and and do high level cfo work and stuff i have to sub all that stuff out yeah and those people that come in those situations that also has a mentality like me can skip all the struggles and just come be a part of a company that is already doing great, and then you right. know be on top. and And I've told people like, you don't have to be me. You don't have to put in a thousand hours a week. You don't yeah. have to do that. I have to. And there's nothing wrong with what I do. But there's some there's some things you're gonna have to give up. And and I I kind of preach that. Whenever somebody comes to my office and goes, well, what do you see me doing? And I go, I don't care what you do. Like, what do you want to do? Like, you can do this forever. Um, I had a best example. We'll kind of finish this up, but we had a canvasser, um, come in. He's like, do you have time to talk? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm already here. It's already nine thirty at night. I'm still at the, if you can make it here before 10, I'll talk to you. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I bet. And so he comes in here and he sits down and he goes, man, I've been here for four years and I, I don't even know, like, I'm so sick of knocking doors. And I go, I bet you knocked doors for four years there's nothing wrong with that but it's not it's one of those jobs that's not made to keep you there yeah you know it's entry-level sales at the at the at its basic most point you're not supposed to knock doors for you're not supposed to work at mcdonald's your entire life you're not supposed it's not you can and there's nothing wrong with that right but they're not set up to be that you know, the CEO of McDonald's probably didn't work frying stuff at the beginning. Like it, it's 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 <laughs> or, made to make yeah. some jumps and leaps and, and go and better yourself every job. And he got really upset that he hasn't seen stuff, but he doesn't want to leave the company because the culture is good and we take care of him and, yeah. and he makes decent money and all that other stuff. But he wants to see some stuff. And I go, what what's holding you back? He goes. Well, the manager won't, Jimmy's been on it, well, the manager won't answer my phone calls or or he won't, uh, he texts me back and I try to get a meeting with him and all he says is, okay, let's have a meeting. And I go, well, then why aren't you having a meeting with him? And he's like, "Uh," well, he never texts me back a time and a place. I go, show up or text him a time and a place. Make him be the bad at this point he's just agreed to whatever you wanted
1: yeah use the sales approach that he's learned to get a meeting with him no shit right like it really (laughs)
0: works personal life everything and so he's like well i never thought about that i was like really you've never thought about that like you've been you've been aching over this and having pains about this for two months and and you just have not he goes i go what's your next step he goes well i have to hire you know two more people um to get underneath my belt to take over an office and that we have a structured program yeah. to like take over an office i want to see that you can hire people that you can train people that you can inspire people and you can make a good living if you do all those things and i have things then there's steps He goes, i have to have two more people and i go do it and he goes well i'm waiting on jimmy for what and he's like i don't know and i go what are you talking about like what are you waiting for? Yeah. And and he, what can Jimmy do for you? He goes I don't know, but I want him to tell me. I go that's not who we're looking for, you know. That's not a position that entails you that we hold to your wait hand on another man to wait on anybody. Yeah, you got to go out and take it. That's just one of those parts. If you want to be a sales manager in any capacity, marketing manager, whatever, you have to go and take that. No one's giving out those things. Okay, no, no one's. You have to go out and get that. If you're waiting on him, this is proving why I put those steps in place because it filters out all the, well, I think I can run an office. I think I can blah, blah. Go do it. It's fine. I pay you to train and do all that kind of stuff, and he just can't get this last part. And he goes, well, I'm going to do it. Well, now nah, it's been a week. No one's hired in yet. But, you know, it, it, it's just like self-prophecy. You just do it. If that's what your dream is and that's the thing that you want most, like, Go out and do that. You're going to have to put in the hours. If you have to also go out and make a paycheck, either before those hours when you clock in or after those hours, you're going to have to do the extra stuff to get you to the next step because you're not smart enough to figure this out. Things You're going to have to work hard, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And he just did, did, didn't get that. It was such a weird conversation to have with someone who's talented for the most yeah. part and good-looking dude, and for the most part, his – his dad was a well-to-do lawyer here in town, and like you don't know, pick up anything. Do you think he waited for somebody to tell him what to do? Like that's not how he became the the top top G. You know that's not that's not what happened. No. He went out there and got it. He demanded that he got this respect, got this pay, got this many jobs that he he closed this many deals, went to trial this many times, blah blah. He didn't take no shit. He didn't wait on the the assistant to go hey you should go to this meeting over downtown so you can go meet no he just did all that stuff and hopefully that becomes something but it's just a kind of learned fact that i've had to deal with like you don't have to be the smart guy but you're gonna have to put in more work yeah so yeah
1: i mean that's also the go first mentality that you want from people right somebody has to go first you know i always joke around like you're gonna you know my wife um making friendships you know at 35 36 years old is tough you know so if you find somebody that you like and you enjoy the time with her you should reach out and text her someone has to go first and so having that go first mentality is going to get you ahead of 60 70 percent of people i agree
0: i agree just we would never had that problem because all they could say is no
1: yeah worst case
0: worst case scenario someone tells you no there you go can i have a hundred thousand dollars a year no okay cool well i tried it was a good (laughs) try dad's got a brand new mower he got he bought like this five thousand you know twenty thousand dollar fucking mower john deere it's got airless tires and suspension and all this other stuff and for the georgia property because when he's retiring he's gonna mow grass up there which it's never been ran so but the mower (laughs) broke that's originally there to take care of the property is old dixie chopper and uh and it's funny the way he tells the story a guy came up to and he's like hey dixie chopper won't work you know, the rats ate the wiring and stuff. He goes, can I use a John Deere? And dad goes, no, but good try. You know, like, Hey, you didn't, it could have worked. I like that you took a shot, but no, you can't use the brand new mower. That's my mower. You know, like that's the thing. I was like, yeah, like he doesn't even fault people at this age for like trying, like there's no fault. No is the answer sometimes, but Huh. Gotta go for it. Do you have anything to plug or anything no. that you want to uh, do, you don't want to shine light on anything no, don't of do the projects anything. that you don't want to Google do? me? Don't look yeah. up for anything. L- look Just... up, find him on social media, <laughs> bother him. He's real attainable. He loves to be bothered. I'll put his cell phone number on the screen yes. um after we're done. But uh, Dude, thanks for having me. It no, it's 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 cool. Like it's pretty like set up. Yeah, no, I love it. It's a set up sick, dude. I think it'd be cool. And we probably talked about two things that's going to make a clip and you know. There we go. And, there we go. and I got to hang out with my friend for 2 hours. Why not? So, Perfect. thanks Shane, and I'll see you on another episode. See
1: you guys. Please remain safe.